Stalker, giant stalker, dragon stalker, crypt stalker, demon stalker, rip stalker, grown stalker, crypt stalker, scourge stalker, wind runner. I'm a pony, elite skill hunter. Welcome to episode 201 of the Hunting Party Podcast. I'm Dark Brew from thebrewhall.com and the Brew Hall on Twitter. I'm Artemis Al from the Warcraft Hunters Union website and Blood Legion. Solar. Wait, does it, it says delirium on mine. Oh, it does? It does. I love it. This is this is classic. Oh, okay. Mine says <laughs> solar. Uh Boy, it does. I was looking at the wrong thing. Hey, everybody. My name is Solar Flare. I'm also from the Warcraft Hunters Union. You might know me around Twitter. I used to do the Cloak and Quiver podcast. And before that, Convert to Raid. As you can see, I'm on tracker on top of things tonight, this morning. Whew, and I am ready to do this show. All right. And I'm Delirium from ThrillOfTheWild.com. And I'm Bendak from EyesOfTheBeast.com. Okay, today is Sunday, September the 28th, 2014, and we are broadcasting live on Twitch TV, and you can participate in the live chat room where our lovely moderator, Ali Sonder, is there to take any questions you have, and if we have time, we may even read some on the show, so congratulations. Welcome back, everyone. And then the Hunting Party Podcast is back, and as you can hear, we've got a whole new crew joining us this time and we're, we're very excited so why don't we kind of go around and everyone introduce themselves we'll start with you artemis and just let people know a little bit who you are and how long you've been playing wow and, and that kind of thing why do i have to go first uh hi i'm artemis how um first i think it's more polite if a man goes first but you know that's fine that's how you want to do it uh i'm artemis Al. i've been playing quail for about seven eight nine years now um been getting into more of the hardcore rating scene for the last two years and been running warcraft hunters union for about a couple months now uh brian was like hey you should pick up the reins and then from there everything's been coming back to life uh that's me awesome well we're glad to, glad to have you here <laughs> part of everything so no, that's good, it, and it's exciting to see the Warcraft Hunters Union come back. And I mean, you've got that thing rolling, and it, it, where it, before it was just a one-man show with Frost Time. Now you've got like a whole crew of people, whole staff of people, uh, getting ready to provide great content for Warlords of Draenor. We have so, like uh, people running, yeah. And Solar, you mentioned Convert to Raid and uh, Cloak and Quiver, and so what's your experience with World of Warcraft been so far? Yeah, I've been around for a while. Um, so I've been playing World of Warcraft since about mid-2008, so that's about what, six years now. Um, also been getting into hardcore rating the last two years. Uh, big fan of soloing uh, content, but um, as far as interacting with the community, like I've said, yeah, I've, I've been a part uh, pretty largely of the uh, Warcraft community for about two and a half years now. Uh, and I'm really glad to be on the work or the Hunting Party podcast. It's going to be a, tons of fun. Um, and like I said, we talked about this earlier, but what Artemis is doing with the uh, website is pretty awesome, guys. If you, excuse me, if you haven't already checked it out, I would definitely go give it a look. I like how this time around uh, there's certain people in charge of segments and departments, and I think it's a great way to provide you guys some of the best quality content around uh, the Warcraft Hunter community. And um, it's just an exciting time, I think, this rebirth is. 
Yeah, no, I'm 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 very excited for it. And by, and by the way, you know, like you said, you had been doing uh, Cloak and Quiver. I think you recorded 11 episodes. They're all available if you go to cloakandquiver.com. And if you guys haven't checked them out, go. You should do that because there's some there's some good content, especially if you're still raiding Siege of Orgamar. I can't remember which episode it was. It was like eight, where you basically went through every single encounter and what you can do as a hunter for normal and. Uh, hard modes as well and it was just just great stuff great stuff speaking on that really quick before we move on um yeah so cloak and quiver was a hunter centric podcast i did before the um, hunting party podcast kind of was reborn um there is still some pretty good information in there I'm, i am going to say some of it is already outdated um however a lot of people were asking me you know what is going to become of the cloak and quiver podcast think of this more as a merger than anything else um because this is a fantastic opportunity to extend the hunting community in a podcasting way. So, and that's all I have to say about that. Cool. All right. And welcome delirium from thrill of the wild.com. And why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Hey guys, I'm delirium. I, I actually started the thrill of the wild.com thrill of the wild.com. I'm sorry. Um, pretty recently, I can't remember what month it would have been, but all of our good friend Arth was uh, playing a little April Fool's trick on us uh, here on the Warcraft Hunters Union and decided to tell everybody that everything's coming back. And then we all learned very quickly that it was all a lie and harsh truth. And I thought, oh, I don't want, I don't want any of this to end. I want to I wanna be part of uh, keeping the hunter community alive as much as I could. So I started the Thrill of the Wild to... Uh, I don't know, kind of an outlet of my hunter maths and hunter spreadsheeting. Um, yeah, so that's what I've been doing ever since until uh, Artemis approached me a month or so ago about joining this, and here I am. Awesome. Well, welcome aboard. And yeah, go check out thrillofthewild.com, especially those uh, Thrill of the Spreadsheet articles are really good. You really get into the numbers and in depth of some of the abilities and spells. And of course, it's all in beta, so I'm sure it's all going to change again and again and again before we get to get to live but but very good information there and then finally we have bendak from eyes of the beast former scattered shots uh columnist so welcome bendak and tell everyone a little about what you've been doing hey guys um yeah so i've been playing my hunter i run the same main character i have since i started wow which is like march 2005 actually march 1st i remember the date for some reason still bendak dwarf hunter I've only been active in the community for about a year or so. I started at a WoW Insider. They had they had a post up saying they needed a new hunter columnist, so I just sent in an application, and uh, they picked me. And then after that, they closed all the class columns down, I guess because of budget cuts. And I just really liked writing about hunters, so I made my own blog at uh, Eyes of the Beast. And uh, yeah, I've been really excited to be here. Cool. Well, we're, we're very glad to have you. And like, yeah, Eyes of the Beast is great. It's like scattered shots uh, every day of the week now. And, it, and it's, it's really good. So if you guys aren't checking that out, you're, you're definitely missing out. Uh, you should go there for nothing more than to see the, the cool header screenshots <laughs> that Bendek puts out. Yeah, I have, I have fun so, making those. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're really, really good. Um, awesome. All right. Well, that's everybody. Just a quick note on the show so obviously we're here today sunday we're not going to do this show every week it's going to be every other week that's what we decided but i think we're we are going to give sundays at uh 10 a.m eastern uh a go here and then we'll see if we need to adjust that time frame especially if it's going to becomes harder for uh 
guests that we want to have on to make it. But for now, uh, this is the place. This is the time. And of course, we'll, we'll make the episodes available all over the place. iTunes, we're already set up there. Stitcher um, and YouTube, we'll put them up on YouTube in various other places. So uh, if you, you know, it'll be very accessible for anyone who can't listen to us live. So, so there you go. All right. Well, I guess we have a couple more uh, announcements we might want to go through. Last night we had the first WHU Level One Dwarf Hunter raid on Hogger. All of us were there to participate, and that was that was a whole lot of fun. Uh, does anyone want to take the reins on that and kind of give a quick recap, Artemis? Maybe. Yeah. So, I, personally, I was kind of blown away with the turnout, but the theme was the bring back the podcast. We wanted to um kind of just do a throwback raid and. One of the uh, classic raids that Warcraft Hunter Union did in the past was, you know, everybody lock on level one dwarfs and go attack Hogger. So it was really, it kind of got derailed though because 80 dwarf hunters going to Hogger, uh, a lot of 90s decided to go follow us and kind of ruined the raid for us because we couldn't actually kill Hogger without it getting one shot repeatedly. So. The raid actually turned into a uh, Gurubashi Arena deathmatch at one point, and then we all ran to Ratchet, to the uh, the Brewfest and Orgrimmar, and yeah, it was really, really fun. So we'll plan to have more of those in the future with more organized plans, at least. <laughs> you're, you're, you're missing out on a few key uh, things that happened last night. Dwar- dwarven bed stuff. jumping. Oh, okay. The, the dwarven, dwarven bed jumping, yeah. In oh, Goldshire, yeah. And then how uh, hunters can't spell. By the way, we tried to write the WHU <laughs> with our bodies, and that was. We need some screenshots. Of <laughs> yeah, that. it was it's like bad. you know, some people look like they're trying to do it maybe in cursive, and the rest, you know, we're just doing regular print. I don't know. Yeah. And it was we even like... had. To, I think. I think we had to have help from a night elf at one point to help uh, flesh out a W. It was we sad. Had a we had a panda help us. And a panda. And uh, I think it was funny because somebody, it looked like we were spelling an E at the end of it instead of a, a U. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand. Are we like Warcraft hunters? Honorage. Honorage. I can dig that. <laughs> Warcraft hunters honorage. Renamed soon. TM. But yeah, no, that was great fun. It was it was a good turnout. And like I said, hopefully we'll see see more events like that. Plus, you know, you've also been doing the all hunter raids uh, this past summer. And I think, you know, are you planning to continue those at all? Because those have been very fun to watch, especially since you're doing like, you know, Miss Pan- well, at the time it was Miss Pandaria content. So, I mean, it was pretty much close to regular raid content even. So to recap for everybody who doesn't know what Team Hunter is, before... I got into the community further. Um, what we decided to do is me and shoot and solar flare was a part of it for a little bit. Um, we were like every week we gather 10 to 25 hunters. We would look at some raid content that's current and just figure out how we can tackle it. So our achievements are 14 out of 14 heroic. Um, I'm sorry, not 14 out of 14, 16 out of 16 heroic and tier 14. Um, it was, what was it? Yeah, 11 out of 14 heroic and TOT because we couldn't kill uh, Megara. We couldn't do um, Raw Den. And I think it was one more boss. I can't remember. No, we killed Aishan. So it was 12 out of 14. 13 numbers. Morning. Sorry. But uh, Megara, we couldn't kill because the healing requirements were just 
way too much for a bunch of hunters. Um, and then we actually cleared flex minus nourishing, so 13 out of 14 flex. And we do want to go do a community tier 14 normal raid, and it would require very little, you know, extraneous gear requirements, like maybe 550 item level. We figured that would be a good way to bring more of the community who weren't involved with Team Hunter at first back into the raiding scene with us. So we'll have that event posted in about two weeks from now before 6.0 drops. So yeah, look forward for that. And is that going to be Horde or Alliance or both? Or, or which, which faction are you guys be doing that with? Team Hunter is based on, unfortunately, max level Horde Hunters. But we want to extend to the Alliance and Warlords. So don't worry, Alliance Hunters. We love you still. Just I'll not just... as much. Yeah, this is <laughs> yeah, this is going to get hard to get used to because we've had so much alliance. Like the the previous incarnation of the show was pretty much full blown alliance and, and dwarfs for that matter. And now we've got all this horde influence here that we haven't really had before. This is this is this is going to take some getting used to. It's such a hard my and let's see in in Solar's uh, six year WoW career, I think I've spent half of it as horde and half of it as alliance. So. I'm conf I, I'm conf I'm conflicted. I like both sides. What can I say? Now this expansion, I finally made two horde hunters just to just to do it. But that was, for the most part, my first experience doing anything on the horde side. <laughs> Been pretty much firmly alliance. I don't know about you, Delirium and Bendek. Have you guys done any dabbled in the horde at all, or have you been firmly alliance as well? Um, I'm firmly alliance right now, but. I'm thinking about making a horde hunter for warlords just so I can participate in some of this stuff. Oh, I wouldn't fret because my dwarf is level three and we're making progress right now on that. So don't worry. We'll have a line. <laughs> yeah, Artemis should be level capped by about uh, next two years. So stay tuned. Yeah, we're working on it. And she's going to level naked. So uh, it'll be <laughs> awesome. fantastic. Heirlooms are for people who just, you know, they want to play the game on easy mode, you know? Dirty casuals. There you go. Yeah, I'm torn between the heirlooms because I've used them and it's just like, it's a joke. You just one-shot everything till you, till you can't use the heirlooms anymore. <laughs> Pretty much. All right. Well, all right. And I think one other thing it's worth mentioning as far as announcements go, BlizzCon is coming up uh, November 8th, right? Right around then. And um, Artemis, you've got something planned, a big hunter meetup for, for BlizzCon. Yes, glorious hunter meetup. Um, basically, we are having a giant hunter party at the Hilton after the convention on that Saturday night. And why you should go? We have a lot of good players going. We have a we have about eighty signups, and that's because I haven't updated the list. And there's a lot of people still asking if they can go. Um, the community actually fundraised lanyards, so we actually have really cool Warcraft Hunter Union lanyards to hand out. So everybody gets free swag when they show up um and delirium plants on breaking cakes of beer so there's that to look forward to <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> good, good deal, beer. Good deal. <laughs> yeah we so have shirts too and shirts yeah don't forget the shirts i've don't seen those the, the, the designs and everything are just are, are pretty amazing so that's that's wonderful work uh i can't remember who did that but uh it's really good stuff that would be atomic um his twitter is at demise on fire i'll type it in chat but um yeah, he designed the first shirt, and we still have Miava. She has a second design coming out in a bit. So it was really nice of them to do in a short notice. And I can post links to the shirts in chat. 
Cool. All right. Well, that's probably enough about us for now. Why don't we? There's there's a there's a ton of news going on, especially with obviously the beta and 6.0. So why don't we start? Why don't we dive into that? Because there's a lot a lot of good stuff to go over here. Uh, the first thing was was um, worth noting: female dwarf Sahara announced that she's retiring. Uh, uh, possibly from the game, and certainly her site, femaledwarf.com, is is not going to be updated for Warlords of Draenor. Um, so it's kind of uh, sad to hear that, but she's just a wonderful tool and a wonderful contribution that she provided to the community. Yeah, I was sad to see it go. Um, Female Dwarf was kind of my first uh, introduction into what even is like spreadsheets and theory crafting and numbers really... Uh, involved and took and i remember using female dwarf or like oh you know i, I broke a old, an old tier piece with a new item that has a ton of agility on it is this i mean is this an upgrade or not and then you could plug it in and you know run the numbers and it would tell you whether or not it was and it was just kind of a, a really handy website and I'm, I'm sad to see it go but it certainly um you know served its purpose very well and it looks like esoth's new tool is is you know pretty stinking awesome so if you guys haven't seen uh, his hunter tool, what's the website on that? Do we remember? Uh, you know, uh, I didn't think to to write it down, but if it's wowhuntertools.com. Wowhuntertools.com? Yeah. 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 Bookmark that because it's really handy. And I think come wide, you'll want that to work on like, um, does he have best in slot on there? It's more than one thing. It's more than just uh, simming your DPS. So he's got a lot of really cool stuff on there. So take a gander. Yeah, I mean, have you played much with it, Bandek? I mean, I've, I've looked at it. I haven't spent a lot of time on there yet, but... Um... Yeah, it looks like he's still uh, he's still adding some new features, like uh, the ability to swap out your gear and stuff. Right now, it looks like it's just... Um, you. It imports from the armory, but it just uses your stats. Like, it doesn't list what gear you have. And I know he's working on the gear stuff and putting in gems and all that. Yeah, and you can have... also uh, get your stat weights and stuff like that. It's it's pretty neat too. It has all these fancy graphs too. <laughs> cool. And in fact, Delirium, didn't you did you interview him on your site? You wrote an article about that. What did you get from that? Yeah, that was actually he wrote the article for Thrill of the Wild. Um, but it's he was talking about some of the features and what what I really was impressed by is there's these different tabs you can go under and actual actually see the breakdown of each of your shots how much they're benefiting from versatility, how much they're benefiting from multi-strike, like it'll say the percent of the shot damage that's from each of these different stats. And you can get a more in-depth feel of how these different things are affecting your shots and affecting your DPS. Cool. Well, I look, look forward to checking that out. So uh, when Warlords of Draenor, or really probably be ready when, when 6, hopefully be ready when 6.0 uh, drops, which we don't know when that is yet. They haven't announced a release. We were maybe hoping it would be like this Tuesday, but obviously it's not going to happen then. I think we're around any Tuesday from here on out, though. So why don't we get into that and talk about what folks can expect for 6.0, what kind of changes are coming. So uh, we've got a, a long list of things. Hunters are going to be different, that's for sure. Things will oh. never be the same. <laughs> no, they won't. Uh, well, one of the good ones though is is hit and expertise are gone. I'm I'm kind of happy about that. It's kind of nice to lose those those stats. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, and that and that also encompasses a larger thing of just reforging is also gone. I mean, I I'm sure that's not news for some of you, but it certainly adds an element of uh, gameplay that is now removed. And what they've 
done is what at least in my opinion is they've added these you know tertiary stats and these random warforged for tier and you know with all of these tertiary stats and and, um, variables and your gearing options now I think that's kind of replaced reforging in the sense that building your best in slot list is going to be near impossible because of the number of variables that your gear can come in now and so that's kind of crazy but yeah, and that's my question because I think I think Bendek, you kind of wrote about consumables at one point during during the beta. I mean, we say reforging is gone, but they really we're still going to be swapping secondary stats around. No, I mean, what is like between enchants and maybe alchemy and stuff? Is that your sense of it? Yeah, well, at the beginning of the beta, the enchants were a lot more powerful. Um, like you could literally add like fifteen percent multi strike just with your enchants. But they really reduce the power of those, so you can influence your stats somewhat, but not to like a crazy degree like you used to be able to. Um, I mean, I like the removal of hidden expertise, but I always thought that was the only bad thing about reforging. I th- I thought they should have kept reforging and just got rid of hidden expertise. Yeah, I, I mean, I yeah. sort of agree with that. I thought it was a nice way to uh, kind of balance things out a little bit, and you know, you didn't have to worry about best in slot gear quite as much you know i mean the 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 the, the gear was it wasn't all the same but you could sort of make up for for deficiencies while you're waiting to get that one piece and now with the way the the specs might favor different secondary stats it, it, gearing's going to be I, I i don't know if it'll be messy but it'll certainly be interesting um come warlords of draenor but uh just looking at the list we've got some other things like hunter's mark is gone um a lot of the pet abilities got cleaned up too yeah like rabbit Aspect. and cower, yeah, yeah, rabbit and cower are gone. They talked about aspects being gone, but they're not really gone. Are are really just they got rid of the stance bar that we had, so we don't have an aspect bar, but we still have a few uh, aspects. But aspect of the hawk is gone, so there's no. We don't have an aspect that boosts our DPS in any way, which I guess is okay. How are they going to buff us mid tier when we're below everyone? <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, right? Can we start asking the real questions here? We can ask real questions. Shot. Yes. But these are real questions. Like, No, that's a great point because that's right. We, and we even saw that here with in 5.4. They just kind of, when hunters needed a boost, they, what did they do? They just increased the mm-hmm. attack power percentage of Aspect of the Hawk. It was an easy knob for them to turn. And now that, that essentially is gone. I mean, I guess it's baked into the hunter somewhere. Although Now it's just going to go into our auto shots. Yeah. Uh, maybe I don't know. I but I mean, if if the uh, SimCraft is any indication of how hunters are going to end up, uh, I mean, it changes every week, honestly. But if what it is now is going to be the way it is in two months, we might need an auto shot nerf or buff rather, not a nerf. I didn't say that. Um, but yeah, uh, Marksman is taking the lead by a very large leap and then BM and survival are kind of just lagging behind. So, um, that, that could definitely be a possibility. I mean, or, and then don't forget scaling too. like survival is going to scale really well with mastery come the end of the tier anyway. So, or expansion rather. Um, so you can't throw that out completely, but yeah, who knows if we're going to be getting those passive buffs as time goes by just because of it was needed so badly, um, during mob, you know, Right, and you're saying you know marksmanship is is on top. How far ahead are we talking about here? Pretty, pretty grossly, by about 8k DPS, which is a lot of DPS in wad. Um, 
I think I think survival and marksman are assuming like 28k, and then and I'm sorry, survival and BM are assuming about 28k, and uh, marksman's like 36k. So it's it's by a a big deal amount. Which is which is kind of unfortunate because like in in Mist of Pandaria, I know you know marksman is kind of lagging behind the other two, but but not by that much. I mean, you know, you could you could probably if you're good at marksmanship could get away with depending on what you're running, you could probably get away with with playing it and not be be too far off but now i mean it seems like we've got a clear a clear winner but one of the things with marksmanship that people kind of complained about is their aoe is that looking any better now or is that still a liability for that spec um i'd like to talk about this because i have a huge gripe with uh marksman's aoe and i mean like a huge gripe um so for years and years and years and years everyone said marksman aoe was dog doo-doo and it truly was and it's and in throne of thunder blizzard promised us that they were going to rework the hunter class and all of our worries and concerns they would just vanish and disappear and everyone was excited and so the warlord's beta cycle comes along and marksman aoe doesn't change and the next beta patch goes out and it doesn't change and starts to develop this pattern of not changing and it still hasn't changed. All that's happened is Barrage got a mega boost. And the only thing we do with our AoE rotations now is still spam multi-shot. And guess what? We get to Barrage every 20 seconds. Everybody clap because it's so exciting. Two buttons. Woo! And I don't like that because they I really thought that they were going to fix it. And it's and I mean nothing's changed, honestly. It's still spam multi-shot and use your your level 90 talents. So um I'm very dissatisfied when it comes to that. Uh and I was really hoping that they would have fixed it. I had some really cool ideas to fix it, posted those in the forums. Hashtag denied. So we'll I mean, I don't know. At this point, it's just kind of uh Water under the bridge, it has to be. They can't really make any game-changing uh, uh, developments in beta for classes at this stage uh, in time. Yeah, and they originally had a pretty interesting fix on the early beta, um, or perhaps it was alpha, where one of the perks for marksmanship was going to be uh, critical strikes was going to uh, cause piercing shots on multi-shot. And so it would work somewhat similar to the survival... AOE ability where you get Serpent Sting by using multi-shot, but it would just add a little bit of boost. And then that was cut very early on when they switched from a perk every level to a, only a perk every other level. Yeah, and, and and I think that, like, and I'm glad that they kind of shied away from that. Well, I mean, while it would have been a nice boost to get piercing shots on, like, critical multi-shot uh, hits, I feel like it's kind of a cop-out just because it is exactly like Serpent Spread. It'd be like them just saying, oh, well, here's your you know, your Band-Aid fix. I was hoping more of, like, bring back Volley. I know I said this on Final Boss, but, um, yeah, like, every time you crit under uh, Bombardment, that would add a stack of, like, Heavy Barrage or something like that, and at five stacks of Heavy Barrage, guess what ability you can use now? Volley. And it would be, like, a really strong AoE. Now, that would be freaking awesome. But don't listen to me or anything, because I have no idea what's fun and cool, so... But that's all I have to say about that. That was I, I was really passionate about the Marksman AOE debacle, but I, I'll I'll put a sock in it. And now you guys have heard why I'm so salty. But that said, so I mean, if so, Marksman AOE is not that great. If we're gonna get like heavy AOE, I mean, does that mean marksmanship isn't 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 a liability? Would like Beast Mastery be better for a, an AOE situation? I think Bendik, you've sort of talked about Beast Cleave being pretty good right now. I mean, is <clears throat> how does that look? 
Yeah, right now BM AOE, I mean, I'd say it's close to twice twice the damage of survival and marksmanship right now. It's just like an absurd difference. Like even for survival, like serpent spread, it's not that good right now. Like it's not even better than marksmanship, from what I can tell. The beast cleave, it does so many things that stack its damage. You got like blink strikes. Um, you got that perk that increases beast cleave damage. You got your mastery for your pet damage, and it's just—it's not even a comparison. Like single target marksman is a lot stronger, but not for AOE. What is the situation like to pen though? Like I feel I don't know, I think Chimera Shot got buffed recently and it's doing well on split target situations versus Beast Cleave right now with two targets. We lost Solar. Dude, he died, I swear. I think the robots got to him. Alright, am I coming through right now? Well, oh, why don't we carry on? We'll wait for him to get back. Um speaking of Chimera Shot, so that was completely redesigned for uh Warlords of Draenor. I mean, it's now really an AOE ability or a cleave ability. I mean, it's, it's, it's how has that seemed to everyone? Do they like that? I mean, it's all right. It's something, right? But I mean, it, one thing a lot of people don't like about it is that it's not smart and it will break crowd control. And that was my understanding too. And that's one of the things I, I worry about. Although I don't know how much crowd control there is. I mean, Artemis, you've done, you've tested out some of the raids and everything. I mean, are we seeing, there's very few single target fights number one generally speaking for for world of warcraft but i mean are you seeing a lot of areas where you need to drop a cc and and chimera shots aoe being a liability not that i'm allowed to speak of um <coughs> not i i can't really see chimera shot being like that big of a issue yet so like like in that term so i i don't think there's that much to worry about in that department yeah it certainly is a troublesome for pvp i don't know if there's much chance of marksmanship being playable in pvp but i've gone down to ashran in the beta a little bit just to try it out because you're getting these huge crits with chimera shot um right now you know some without the four set and just pvp gear up around 80 to 100k you can get a good crit and so i was thinking well if i can double that you know and get 200k crits at the same time, that would just be you know insane if I can find a healer who can keep me up while I don't move, of course. Uh, but it ends up just breaking your CC. You never have a real chance where you're trying to get huge crits on two people at the same time. Uh, and maybe it would be nice occasionally if you're in a situation just to put pressure on the healer. But for the most part, you're trying to CC someone else while you're downing the other person. So it's just not a useful ability there. And it ends up being a liability. See, I always forget about PvP, and I apologize to everyone. And we don't really have a PvP expert <clears throat> joining us this time around either. So, yeah, if, you, if we if you see a lack in PvP content, it's just par for the course here. But, it, you know, it's interesting to see. I mean, I've played around with marksmanship uh, a little bit, not as much as, as I need to, since it seems like it's going to be the go-to spec. Um, but what do you guys think about it? I mean, they, they changed it significantly. They said they weren't going to do a hunter overhaul for Warlords of Draenor, but for Marksmanship, they just completely removed everything uh, from it. I mean, you know, piercing shots, master marksman, uh, steady focus, rapid recuperation. I mean, the whole spec was just completely gutted. Are you guys happy with it? Yeah, you know, I was talking with the Grumpy Elf from thegrumpyelf.blogspot.com, uh, one of the older Hunter blogs still running. And... Uh, 
and we were talking about the you know kind of the state of marksmanship and, and I was saying that oh it did seem kind of fun because especially with the four set right now I got something like a 145k crit which when you're doing 30k damage uh, DPS you know seeing that huge crit makes it kind of fun and his comment was well yeah it's fun but it's not a hunter it feels like you're a mage it's basically a fourth mage spec because you just have these long slow casts you can't move you can't do anything really to interact as a hunter you know, even disengaging kind of messes up your your flow. And so it's very much a new caster spec. Yeah, it's a little too slow for my taste. Um, I mean, I, I'll, I'll say there's skill involved in, like, managing your focus pool, which is, like, it can be really volatile as marksman because you'll, sometimes you'll gain focus, and it's, yeah, it's really reactionary. But I don't know. I just feel like I'm sitting around too much just waiting for stuff to happen. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Especially with the uh, the Mage Comet. It really does feel like an Arcane Mage 2.0. Um, I'm honestly really not a huge fan of Marksman because of the playstyle. I'm not a caster. I really am not enjoying how Marksman feels. Um, and I have to remove Spacebar off my keyboard because I can't jump around anymore. What's up with that? Just. I also think, though, in seriousness, Chimera Shot needs a proc of some sort. Um... The 15 second, re- or I'm sorry, 9 second cooldown, you know, if you had like some way to have like a 20% chance that one of your aim shot crits will reset it, that'd be kind of neat. Yeah, I mean, you know, Chimera shot, and that was like a, like a sort of, felt like a late change too. I mean, it wasn't something they, they redesigned early on in the process. It came came sort of towards the end. But uh, yeah, and it, it, it just seems to be something you, you fire on cooldown still, even though, yes, it's got, uh, does the two different types of damage and it does, it's a little bit of AOE, if you will. But it doesn't really seem to integrate with the rest of the... There's no synergy between it and the rest of the, the rotation in the spec. Which I think is just something that's kind of lacking, generally speaking, for, for marksmanship and, and hunters. That there's just not enough interaction between the various abilities. Which is something I would like to see more of. Yeah, it's just sort of like a glorified arcane shot, the way I look at it. It's not much. You just hit it on cooldown. But and and just so people don't know, arcane shot is gone, and serpent stinger also gone from from the spec. So I mean, those are, those are, those are missing. They really tried to reduce all the, the the button bloat this time around, which I thought they did a pretty good job of. I mean, they certainly <laughs> stripped these specs out of out of all their all the all the massive amounts of abilities that they had uh, before. But I know I know there's a lot of casted abilities uh, with marksmanship, but can't we do most of them on the move? I mean, the only what, what can't you fire on the move? It's really just focusing shot at level 100 if you if you take that talent, right? Yeah, focusing shot is the only one that you can't use the ability. The issue is the mastery uh, buff is only available if you've been standing still for three seconds. So you basically have a in the it lasts for six seconds, but you have a window of about three seconds before you have to stop again or the buff will fall off. And there's a couple things you can do to mitigate the loss of that buff. But overall, you want it up as close to 100% of the time as possible. And that's your big loss of movement. Yeah, and sniper training uh, is something... Yeah, that's a huge change. That's like the, 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 the one that everyone's not overly thrilled about. And we should probably talk about that some more and what 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 that is and, and and what it does, because that's like the fundamental to the to the spec as a whole. Well, basically, yeah, actually, you, sorry, go ahead. 
I was actually going to say, I just, uh, I'm unsure. Does that go live in 6.0 or is yes. that waiting? No, no, that, that, that's, that's part of the spec in 6.0. Yeah. So that's something anyone wanting to play it, uh, if you're doing any more SOO after that, trying to get your heirlooms, will have to, uh, take into account, I guess. Yeah. Basically right. you stand, you stand still for three seconds, you get a damage buff and a little more shot range. And then if you start moving again, the buff will stay for six seconds and you have to sit, stand still for three seconds to refresh it. And that is influenced by mastery too, like the power of that ability, correct? That's right. So if you're moving, your mastery is not worth anything. Right. And, and is there a maximum of how far the, the extra range you get from that is? I don't think there is. But I mean, you won't be stacking mastery, um, yeah. in my opinion. So I don't think you should be like seeing people be able to like snipe down people in PvP from 150 yards away. I don't. I don't think that would be a thing yet. <laughs> I hope not, at least. But that would be kind of cool, actually. Now that I think about it. That's right. You can stand in storm wind and kill your target in Ashran. Hello. Required. All right, we've got solar. Solar's back. Greetings. Back solar flare. Are we talking? Hello. Are we talking about uh, marksman mastery? Yeah, yeah, we were just yeah. talking about marks and mastery. We were just talking about uh, sniper training because uh, <clears throat> I think Artemis had made the comment about you know how she's not going to be able to move as marksmanship. She just took took, took the, the space bar out of the equation, and I was thinking, yeah. well, the only ability we had that you can't cast while moving was was focusing shot if you take that talent. But I had completely forgotten about sniper training, which forces us to kind of stay in place for a period of time. So we were kind of having a discussion a little bit about getting people's thoughts on sniper training as a whole. Uh, personally speaking, I don't really, I wish the window of opportunity was a little bit longer from moving and being able to stack and regain your buff again. Cause really you only have three seconds of movement before you're going to not get 100% uptime on your buff. And there are certain fights in siege and other, um, tiers even where it would almost be impossible to maintain a 100% uptime on mastery given the mechanics of the fight, which I think it kind of sucks to not have a mastery that you can fully capitalize on given the encounter at hand um and i and i have kind of voiced my complaints about that and i wish they would up the time uh the three second standstill is totally okay but i wish the six seconds of movement was like nine seconds so instead you would have six seconds of free movement before you would lose the uptime on the buff instead of only three as it is right now um the and this also can even encourage uh bad gameplay like say something drops like a void zone or something like that and you're like oh, all right paints up me i'm not going to move <laughs> um you know and that kind of is silly but uh, it, i wouldn't be surprised if hunters out there were, were going to you know make a move on something like that um just to get better dps did they confirm that when aspect of the fox is up you still have your mastery going while you're moving you do well, there you go, folks. And you heard it here first. That's a thing, and that's going to work. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, sorry, any healers who are hoping to benefit from you know moving for a few seconds, we're just going to use that on ourselves when we get in void zones. Yeah, it's actually a personal <laughs> CD, so quit whining. <laughs> right, and then, but there's no like internal cooldown on like if you have multiple hunters in your group, you can do it one after the other if, if necessary, right? Yeah. So we all have personal CDs. But that, yeah, and we didn't really talk about that, but Aspect of the Fox was our big raid CD, our big benefit. And, I mean, other than using it for ourselves now, I mean, are there other uses for it that you see? I mean, is that something that 
the RAID folks seem excited about to have as utility in the RAID, or is it just going to be extremely situational and no one's really going to know how to use it and you just sort of pop it every three minutes or if it looks like someone's going to have to move? When do you see us using that? Seems um, pretty... You go ahead. No. You go. No. No, you okay. go. I was going to say, because I, I think my answer is going to be different than your answer. I was going to say... Um, Get with your healers on this. If you guys are in raid teams, I really, really, really think that you should talk to your healers on an encounter-by-encounter encounter basis. Like, for example, uh, with my raid team, we have a Google Doc where we, on a fight-by-fight fight basis, set up our healing cooldowns for certain periods of the fight that would require healing cooldown. Um, and, for example, like on Garrosh, when he does the Empowered Whirling, we run in a big counterclockwise circle, and that way our monk can pick up the adds, and then we just keep healing and DPSing. Well, what we do here is what we we um we have to bop one of our druids so he can uh you know trank and um instead what we can do is just use fox and he can still run and we get to save a bop for something else. So I mean that would be a situation where you can replace a cooldown with aspect of the fox and then it frees up that cooldown for something else. Um, and I don't think that was what you were going to say, Artemis. But I, what I was just getting at was if you guys are on raid teams, get with your healers so that you guys can. Um, discuss when would be the most opportune time to maximize the healing throughput. Um, with Fox, it's both a DPS and a healing cooldown, but I feel like it, it, it speaks more to our survivability than it really does to our damage uh, as a whole for the raid. But that was all I wanted to say on it. And to be honest, you don't want to really help, you know, the warlock or the mage do more DPS than you. Of course not. You do want to help your healer heal you better. So it just makes more sense to use as a healer cooldown. Agreed. That's why warlocks quit asking for our buffs. Yeah, so I don't know if other people uh, use this um, add-on, but our raid group uses, my hunter's raid group uses a add-on called Angry Assignments. So just up in the corner of my screen, we've got all of our you know raid cooldowns listed, healing cooldowns by groups or by whatever order it needs for the fight. And so I, I guess what we're doing is just listing Fox with one of the groups, which is kind of unfortunate because it's been nice to not have uh, any raid responsibilities other than DPS. <laughs> but uh, now I guess uh, hunters are included in that, that list. And then and speaking to that, there's also this really weird add-on. It's by some strange guild. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of them. It's called like Blood Legion or something, and it's called Blood <laughs> Legion Cooldown. And uh, Blood Legion cooldown does, uh, it sounds like the same thing. It, it scans your raid, and you can also pick and choose what cooldowns you want to track as well. And then you can put those up, and it makes this nice little tidy uh, icon with who can use what ability, and it just looks really nice and slick. And that was what I used to use when I was tanking to call raid cooldowns for the raid as well. So, Thanks, Solar. Yeah, you're in that guild, right? Uh, Something like that, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, back to what you said, Delirium. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know where the, the cries came for the need to have a raid cooldown. I mean, but it's one of those things, you know, be careful what you wish for. Because once you have it, then you have to be, you know, you're like the, the heroism guy or, you know, the battle res guy. And we, we, we get those, of course, with, with pets if needed. But, you know, just gives us something else to, to maybe do that's not DPS, which is really what we want to do. So I don't know. I, a... I, I agree and disagree. Um, the only reason why I disagree is because they gave everybody, like, some kind of weird raid cooldown. Like, when mages got ant magic, I'm just like, why? Oh, yeah. alrighty then. But, um, 
it's also off your GCD, though, so hitting Fox is just going to be something where you're just like, oh, that's where I got to hit that button while I'm doing my rotation. So it really won't be that much of an inconvenience for us. Oh, well, let me ask this, because both you, Artemis, and, and Solar are in pretty pretty high-end rating guilds. I mean, you're really trying to, you're really sort of on the, on the cutting edge of, of content. So how much do you fear of like, you know, looking at the changes of Hunters sort of being benched, if you will, for, for encounters? Is that something you are concerned about? Or, I mean, because you know, people always voice concerns when they hear hunters aren't doing well and DPS are lagging behind and that, no, we won't get raid spots. And <clears throat> I'm just wondering at the level that you're doing it, is how, how big a concern is that? The Artemis, do you want to take this one? Or do you want to... Um, I, I guess for, this wouldn't really apply to my guild, for other people's guilds that, you know, um, I don't know, it's kind of hard to explain, I guess. If there's a fight with, like, Hunter Jobs, you know, it, it won't, I guess I'm not, I don't know. We're still very mobile range DPS, so okay. there's a lot of encounters where, you know, you can see, like, a Hunter shining in some parts and a Hunter not shining in other parts, and that's just something you gotta accept, like, you know, not 100% on every fight. It doesn't matter, like, for progression, it's just what the guild needs, you know? So you kind of have to expend to that more so than just like being the all-star number one DPS is all about being a part of a team. So I, I can't speak for other people though. Um, Marksman, I, I, in terms of like, like solar, you can take over the, for that. Well, I know there are guilds out there that do like look at the Sims and the top DPS and stuff like that. And unfortunately they do recruit by looking at those numbers. But like you were saying, it is a team effort and hunters often do have duties that kind of trump our damage. Uh, being a, an incredibly mobile ranged DPS class on fights like Hans and Franz and Brackenspore, I mean, these are huge deals to be able to handle mechanics or just being able to move and DPS at the same time. That makes us incredibly valuable to have for the raid. Like with Brackenspore, using the flamethrowers to put out the creeping fungus and still being able to do our full rotation is a tremendous asset. And uh, hunters are going to be favored heavily. You'll see fights where we shine, I would imagine, quite a bit. Um, however, given that though, I mean, the numbers passes still aren't really done yet. Survival and, and BM might kind of make a comeback from behind, but, um, I don't think we're going to be benched necessarily. Um, if anything, I'm almost going to be surprised to see how much mileage guilds can get from quote unquote stacking aspect of the Fox. Are they going to try and bring three or four hunters for, you know, upwards of like 20% uninhibited casting? Uh, who can say? Because no one's really uh, uh, tried it yet, I guess. I don't know if there's been an encounter that demanding. I mean, it might happen with Hans and Franz just because of how chaotic it is for ranged and healers. Um, but I don't I don't really think hunters are going to be saying, you know, goodbye to their raid spots necessarily. Which is always good to hear. I mean, you know, because it's, it's interesting because one of the things we were talking about before, before the show was um, – there are a lot of changes for hunters coming uh, this expansion, and, and and it just seems like overall, this is the least excited I've seen people uh, feel about hunters in in a long, long time, and, and not to the point where we're all gonna ditch our hunters for for something else, but just overall, the 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 mood and the the feedback seems to be more negative this time around than it has been in the past. I mean, you all agree or disagree, or what? What is everyone's thoughts on that? Ooh, can I go? 
<laughs> yes, you can go. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I want to totally, hear from everybody on this. I, <laughs> yeah, and I totally agree. I, I mean, I, I feel like the ability pruning to make specs feel more stand out. You know, with like BM having Serpent Sting deal like three percent of your overall damage, which is garbage anyway. I'm glad they got rid of that. They made they made the specs have an identity, uh, or at least more attuned to that identity, and I'm down with that. But unfortunately, what that ended up ha- happening was it the abilities and excuse me, the specs just had such boring rotations and baseline abilities for that spec. I mean, you're, we're talking like survival has four buttons, marksman has four buttons, BM's got like five. It's, it's, it, and then these the the variables and the rotations are almost non-existent. So it really feels like the specs are watered down versions of what they used to be, and that's incredibly dissatisfying for me. But um, you know, with the hunter, you know, I'm I'm kind of ride or die. Like I'm not gonna quit, but it's uh, it kind of sucks. <laughs> I don't. I don't mean to be so downy, but it. Uh, I don't know. But it's like you said. It's 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 not satisfactory. I feel like I feel like we really did get the short end of the stick this time around. But um, yeah, who else, who else wants to chime in? Anyone want to disagree with that, or do we all feel kind of blah? Yeah, I guess I I'd say I'm not totally disappointed. Uh, you know, there are certainly things I would still. None of the changes anybody's mentioned today, uh, especially solar suggestions. I don't. I would be excited more maybe to see that, but I don't feel terrible about all the specs. Um, you know, marksmanship. I can have fun playing. It doesn't feel like a hunter necessarily, but it's not the worst spec ever. I like it a little bit more than other casters, uh, magic casters, and BM still feels pretty similar. Uh, I think it's the least changed probably. Um, and I really like the two piece for BM for uh, tier 17. So that makes it, you know, something fun to deal with and SVs pretty monotonous, but it's still got, I, I did like that they reverted back to the, uh, traditional lock and load, or at least the MOPs lock and load function. Um, I didn't like the multi-strike because it makes leveling, uh, pretty much undoable or you don't get multi-strike into level 91 basically um so I'm, I'm not as disappointed as i guess everybody else is there's there are definitely things that i think they should change they should make uh improve there's no reason to give up on trying to make things better but i'm not going to give up on the hunter class if it goes live how it is right now i'd say personally i'm uh i'm most disappointed with survival i think i mean i I think BM's still in a good place. I still have fun playing it. Like I don't miss Rapid Fire or Serpent Sting. Marksmanship, well, I've already said I'm not too keen on that, but I like playing Survival a lot in Mists, and I'm just not liking it right now. It's, I don't know. No cooldown, no execute. It's just so... I don't know. I, I actually kind of like the old uh, multi-strike lock and load. I don't know. If yes. they would have added, If they would have added something that you... There was a reason to pull five charges, but there really wasn't. Yeah, like if they added another element, like if you're at five charges, I mean, do you think like they could have added an additional like crit damage or something like that, like to make it worth saving those five up? Yeah, well, the one idea I had was that if you if you saved up five charges, you had like a cooldown button or something where you press it, and it combines all of your charges into one oh, awesome yeah. explosive shot. <laughs> that would be so sick. I never even heard that idea. That is amazing. Yeah, I, I wish it, they would have done that now. Yeah, I call it loaded for bear. <laughs> loaded for bear. That would have been really a cool. giant bear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking kind of the same thing. Like get the five stacks and like maybe um, 
maybe like a new cooldown will pop up and you can use that shot or something, you know? I've I've always been a strong uh what is I don't know if this is even the right word. Whatever the opposite of the proponent is, disproponent to RNG in rotations. Like I can't stand RPPM trinkets because of the random nature involved and I never really liked black arrow having, you know, you know, is is my black arrow gonna multi strike? And I don't know. And and that kind of threw me off about the original rendition of the lock and load black arrow. Um however, uh it is one hundred percent way better than what it is right now. So I would take that over how it currently is. At the old tier sets when we had the five stacks were a lot better too because they they helped involve um like I believe before it made uh, black arrow tick uh quicker therefore you would have more chances to get at the multi-strike therefore more chances to get the five stacks pretty quick and a couple other things but um i i really am not happy with survival right now like our cd was basically based around the five stacks of lock and load that's all gone now where's our cooldown or execute <laughs> we still don't have one yeah, that's a good point because, uh, you know, kill shot is gone. It's not part of the survival spec, and obviously they don't have a big, um, any kind of burst CD. I mean, so, I mean, and one of the things they did this time around was really kind of looked at talents, and they wanted us to take talents to kind of fill in those gaps. But I don't know that their talents are really out there to do that. For example, I don't know if Stampede is is powerful enough for survival to make up for for that damage. I mean, if nothing else, it's on a five minute cooldown. So really, you know, depending on the fight, maybe you get to use it once, maybe twice if, you know, if it's a long fight. So I don't know that I would consider that to be a big yeah, you're, burst you're ability. Like two times at a maximum on Stampede, which is kind of bollocks, honestly. If you're looking to burst, it's probably going to be more than just twice in a fight. And I don't know. Yeah, it's just kind of meh. But I didn't like how they said, I mean, I get it from a developing standpoint. You know, you have your baseline abilities, and then you can talent into your talent tree to choose the play style that's right for you. However, I'm a very strong believer, this time I can use the word proponent, of being able to choose uh, as many options as you possibly can to maximize your gameplay. Like, if they gave us a cooldown and an execute for survival, or just even a cooldown for survival, that alleviated some of the necessary burst, along with, you know, pulling focus shots for Black Arrow. And then you can experiment more with your talent tree. Like if you wanted passive damage for a fight that didn't require any burst, or like if there was no ad switching or something like that, you know, or something that did need to be bursted down, you would be able to make those choices on a fight by fight basis. But what it's probably going to boil down to is just, you know, this one's better than this talent. And this is probably what you're going to have to roll with unless you don't mind sacrificing 3 or 4% of your overall DPS to play with, say, exotic munitions or, you know, stampede or whatever. So. I, I like. I really wish that they would have given us a little bit more options. Cookie cutter specs. A little bit. Yeah, and they said they. They, you know, I, I remember someone asked Celestalon about that on Twitter, and he said, "No, we're not going to be, you know, forced into certain builds." But I, I, I don't. Maybe that was generally speaking for all the classes, but I think for hunters, it certainly feels like there are certain talents that favor specific specs, and that you know you'd be really hindering, gimping yourself if you didn't choose those. Such as like thrill of the hunt for marksmanship just seems like something you have to do. Yeah, it's I like it though. Ooh, it feels good. Oh, it is nice. It is cool, and there's nothing wrong with it. I don't really have a problem with you know. To me, if you know 
marksmanship likes Thrill of the Hunt, that's fine, and it doesn't really benefit the other two that much, and they're likely to choose one of the other talents. I mean, to me, if you swap specs around, it seems like, you know, all the talents, seems like more talents get utilized. I mean, in a perfect world, they'd all benefit every spec, every talent would benefit every spec equally, but there's no way for them to actually do that, especially not when you have passives and actives sharing tiers. I mean, you know, if the passive is even remotely as good as an active, why wouldn't you take that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, And it was already strange enough uh, trying to balance all of the talents with just the different masteries. But now that we have different stat attunements as well, uh, it seems like one is really going to benefit one spec a lot more than another or vice versa. But yeah, but my overall gripe is, and some things you guys have all pointed out, it seems like there's just sort of a lack of synergy within all the specs like the abilities are just things you kind of still feels like a little whack-a-mole-ish and you just kind of hit certain things as they come off cooldown versus you know them proccing different things or or interacting with 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 one another which is the kind of things i'd like like i think artemis you mentioned even like a temporary ability right once you maybe uh, a certain point in the rotation you know you you proc something and then you've got a an ability that's available and you have maybe a five second window to use it. I mean, things like that I think are, are fun and we just don't see any of that right now. There's very yeah. little of it. I mean, you know, Beastial Wrath, yeah, buffs you and Black Arrow and Explosive Shot. There's the, but, but, but it just seems too, too limited. And even uh, Rapid Fire, Rapid Fire and Careful Aim is kind of a neat thing. I like that actually. With the tier <laughs> set though, it's just yeah. a little broken. I, well, good for Marksman. We're getting, you know, the hug of, blues this round but i'm also a little angry about survival aoe uh with all the ability pruning we've been talking about how come explosive trap is still a thing if it's still not doing anything even in aoe yeah we didn't really talk about explosive trap and they've changed that mechanically too um so it doesn't work the way quite the way it does now i mean no. did you want to talk about that bendak i mean you know you've looked at it a little bit yeah, basically, instead of being a ground-based effect, um, when it goes off, any anything in range will get a 20-second dot, and it ticks for about two damage a tick or something like that. Just it's all like you you need a lot of targets that'll live for a long period of time to even make it worth a GCD. But at least traps are instant arming now. So what they need to do is just make it. Um, Make it unviable for single target, but make it viable for multi-target. And basically just have it scale upwards in damage as some more targets are added into the variable of the trap exploding on them. But to a cap, of course. You know, I don't want to make it too broken. Last I heard, um, using explosive trap even with two targets was a DPS gain, but it was so microscopic it was like 0.2 percent dps gain that it was like almost not even worth it and then also like if the target died if it had the ticks already on it before their full duration it wasn't worth using either now that was just the last i heard so i mean adding <laughs> adding in explosive trap really is an extra element of aoe however it is so small it's like why even bother so um that that was the last I heard on explosive trap, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it's kind of fun to use, but I wish there was a, you know, instead of it being a 0.2 percent DPS increase, how about like maybe 
four or five percent and actually make it matter and that way we all like explosive crap again instead of just tossing it to the side even though it really is a mathematical dps increase like with traps instant arming i don't see why we can't start having the idea with survival at least to have traps being usable in combat like i was really upset when they got rid of bear trap because that would have been a really cool unique cd to have for that spec yeah i also loved bear trap that was a great idea sad it didn't go to live yeah i just thought it was so strange that they based an entire cooldown around readiness thing though like the, the whole reason that cooldown existed was because of the uh, readiness uh, tertiary stat and now that they got rid of readiness they scrapped the talent as well i thought it was very strange for them to design a uh, cooldown based entirely around uh that tertiary rather than just complement it like uh like survival's mastery does it complements most of its abilities that's why i wish the cooldown that they had decided to introduce would get even better over time i don't know if that would be a good idea overall design like if it got way out of control like the mastery or something it might have been too powerful but I don't. I was very surprised that that they said, "Well, it only works with readiness." Goodbye, and then we never heard of bear trap again. So it's been it's been very strange. Yeah, I was looking forward to that too. What's that? Even I was looking forward to bear trap too, just because how awesome traps feel now. Like just the way they're so instant, just feels cool to use them. They got fancy new effects and everything, but yeah, I think they should have had a glyph too for bear trap instead of using the big bear trap thing it summoned a bunch of baby bears or something that would have been so adorable <laughs> I would have just like died that would have been awesome little baby bears ripping your face apart there you go as to what Solar said I haven't looked at the uh, gear for tier 17 that closely does anybody know can you make a build without a certain stat or like where every piece has mastery or every piece has crit is that even possible right now or are you forced to take every stat? From what it looked like, um, what was happening on beta was that the, the tier vendors that you could buy your tier from, they would reset the gear itemization every time there was a new beta build. Um, but I think when it goes live, the tier bonus, the, excuse me, the tier sets are going to have the same secondary stats no matter what. But I think their tertiaries and variables are random. Like they have a chance to be. Warforged. They have a chance to have a socket, and they have a chance to have a tertiary stat like leech or the armor thing or whatever it is. Uh, however, I think the secondary stats like crit haste mastery, those are going to remain the same. So basically, we're just going to spend every tier, like every week of that tier, trying to gear up. It seems like I don't know. It's, it almost feels like we may never be finished gearing your tune in a, in a given I, tier. I th- I think now. I mean, maybe barred from one or two incredibly lucky individuals, uh, a full true best in slot is going to be impossible. Um, I mean, I've been rating fourteen to fourteen siege clears since January, and I just last week got my full best in slot. Uh, Siege Crafters Bracers finally dropped on Warforged, so it was crazy. Yeah, I don't think best in slots ever going to be a thing anymore. I'm still missing two pieces, and yeah, kind of in the same boat. It's like, oh, well, I mean, like, gear's not overly important, but I like the idea of completing a character, you know? But it's like, with this new loot system that they're trying to roll out, it's, yeah, it's... It's weird how they made the loot so complicated, but they dumped down the classes so much. Like, I just don't get it. 
And with the yeah. different specs, like favoring different stats, are we going to need to like have multiple gear sets now this time around? Is that something you guys are concerned about? Yes. You'll at least need that. to be switching your enchants every time you uh, switch. I don't know how much the gear actually differs at this point. Yeah, that could get expensive. What did you mean by switching your enchants? Could you elaborate on that? I didn't quite. Sorry, just if you uh, if you want to switch specs, you're going to, uh, each of them oh, need, need to different switch. enchants. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. And I do think there is a building in your uh, in your garrison. Is there a way to get cheap enchants? I haven't done too much garrison testing. Nor I. I don't know. I'm not sure about enchants, but I imagine you can, because you can make everything else without the without the actual profession. It just takes longer. See, if anybody in chat knows you want to let us know, that'd be great. The one thing about secondary stats, though, is that for the crafted pieces, at least the engineering ones, there's an item you can build that re-rolls the secondary stats. Wait, no kidding? No, for sure. Yeah, they're just, just actual secondaries. But I mean, it's, that's only relevant. One ratio, like yeah, if I like like not like you know how reforging worked. Like if I got, I mean, I don't know what the ratio was, but like if I could, if I took a hundred crit, I would get seventy haste. I mean, but are they going to be equal values when you switch them around? Yeah, like say your item at a hundred haste, a hundred crit, and you rerolled it, it might get a hundred versatility and a hundred multi strike. Oh, World of Diablo. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Wow, I might spend a lot of time in there. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be pretty relevant, at least at the the first couple months when you're still using those pieces. Oh, it looks like those are only crafted. I see. Yeah. Only crafted pieces you can do that on. Okay. And you can only wear three pieces of crafted gear now. Like, instead of having a full set of eight out of eight leatherworking, you can only have three of those pieces on at a time. They're unique now, so. The one cool thing, though, is the gun that you can make with engineering that doesn't count towards the three. Nope. <laughs> That's OP. <laughs> cool. What's next? What do we got here? Yeah, what's going on? Let's see. Are we to hunter pets yet? I don't know if Bindak, you got something to say about uh, the new pets we're going to be taming in 6.0? Yeah, there's uh, there's five new pet families. There's Hydras, which people have been wanting forever. And there's Rylax, which is the new exotic family. They're kind of just like chimeras but they're on foot and then there's stags which includes like deer and talbooks and then there's cleft hooves which used to be the rhino family but now they include cleft hooves and rhinos and what was the other one? Oh yeah river beasts they're like basically hippos yeah they look kind of interesting i saw that you made a discovery earlier this week with the terra claws oh yeah the tarot claws are they're pretty neat looking pets. They're just uh carrying birds. But uh you can get flying versions or grounded versions. It's pretty neat. Yeah. And the was... carry on birds uh, are what? They're uh mortal wounds debuff. I was trying to think what they, they bring. They're like that the best pet to have out soloing, I mean, or but if you're just questing and stuff like that, who cares? But Yeah, it's didn't... mortal wounds. Yeah. But um, it looks cool. I really like the. I, I preferred the. If I like, I was, and I actually even thought about it. Um, if the spirit mantle is going to be so uh, pooey going into uh, um, wad, if I'm ever playing BM, I might even just chuck the spirit beast for one of these terra claws. I preferred the ground one over the flying one because it just looked really neat. It looked kind of like the Raven Lord mount, but as a combat pet, which was awesome. So I was totally down for that. Yeah, for the grounded one, actually, there's it might be a bug, but one of the ones you can tame is actually a bird of prey, which is a versatility buff. Nice. 
Yeah, I would have to think that that's probably a, a bug. Maybe they they wanted they were debating about which way they wanted to go, and they they miscoded one of them. There there was some talk that they'd even be part of the Raptor family, um, which I thought would have would have been kind of cool too. Yeah, I, I would have preferred that. Yeah, and some of these, I mean, the, technically they'll all be available in 6.0, although some of them are Warlords of Draenor. You can only get them from Draenor, so things like Terra Claws, there, there's nothing in Azeroth, for example, and, and same with same with River Beast, but you should be able to go and get some Hydras and the Cleft Hoods and the the Stags should all be available uh, yeah, in 6.0. Tame, tame uh, Chimeron in 6.0. Now, I've done it at level 100 on the beta. I haven't tried to tame him at level 90. Has any of you gone on the PTR and tried to tame them? And, and what's that like at level 90? Yeah, it's a little bit, gear? it's a little bit tougher, but it's, it's doable. You need like a, a tenacity pet, um, like a turtle or a, um, shale spider. That's the new one with the, has that same ability as a turtle, but they also have two buffs. Yeah. And if you just, uh, use the damage reduction shell and last stand, your pet can usually survive, but, You'll, at some point, your pet will die, and then you have to use deterrence, resurrect it, and then make sure you save your last charge of deterrence for actually taming it, because you can only tame him when he's enraged, and he'll pretty much one-shot you. Yeah, right. So the, the, the key there is you have to get him down to about 20% health, basically force him into that, that final phase before you can tame him. Yeah. So you just, you just can't. And, and, and how is it getting to him at level 90? Are Magma and the... Omnitron defense system, are they pretty Mega straightforward? Pushovers. Yeah. yeah, total pushovers, yeah. Which is good. I mean, in fact, one of the things we haven't talked about too, I thought, because um, this kind of blew up a little bit on Twitter, and this has to do with the pet soloing. Didn't Aren't they making a change in 6.0 where, for example, if you have like five spirit beasts with you, like men pet or our spirit men is going to, those abilities are going to share a cooldown? Yeah, it's like one of the best changes they've ever made ever, I think. Um, in terms of soloing, not, not sarcasm <laughs> in that. But yeah, what they did is they effectively nerfed stable stacking to the ground. And we can't uh, rotate pet buffs anymore. So like if you had a stable full of five spirit beasts and you wanted to rotate five spirit men's on yourself because that's how you survived a certain mechanic when you were in Team Hunter's raid doing Megara, well, you can just forget about that because that's not a thing anymore. So No! <sighs> Yeah, so basically your pets all share a cooldown on a certain ability. So like if you pulled out your spirit beast and you hit spirit men and then you pulled out another one, it would still be on cooldown. The same thing goes for turtles with their shell shield and even last stand. So they've they've really just, it, it was a crippling blow to hunter solo wing and uh, coordinated hunter efforts. And we've been really, really, really battling the devs um, against this, myself and Shoot, who's also another soloist. And um, I think we're losing. They kind of said that they weren't going to change it. So, And, and the thing is, and, and this was nothing to do with soloing, by the way, either. Their, their reasoning for, for doing this had nothing to do with, with, with hunters, you know. It was such a garbage answer, honestly. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't mean to be a Blizzard hater here, but the reason that they said we couldn't chain pets together was because of Roar of Sacrifice. People were chaining <laughs> Roar of Sacrifice. If someone needs a sack, which is that damage reduction and pet intercept, 
you don't go, okay, hang on three seconds. Let me dismiss my pet and get out my sack bed. The time for that sack has already passed. So it was just whatever. It was totally whatever. But um, that's, yeah, so you can see how frustrated that makes me. Yeah, and does that affect multiple hunters in the group too? So if you have two different hunters with a spirit beast, are there, are their abilities no, all changed? No, no, those, those will, those like, so if I had, if like five hunters each had one spirit beast and I use mine, like theirs wouldn't go on cooldown. Definitely not. Okay. It, it will make Team Hunter uh, very problematic because we, we did very well depend on some things like that. There's still fights where it's a little hairy to do without having at least two spear beasts. And we always would tell people who came in, hey, go tame some porcupines. You're going to need three of them to live. Somebody will walk in with the one spear beast and, you know, just insta die. And we're just like, ha, told you so. So I'm just a little concerned for future all hunter raids and warlords once we get to that point again. Yeah, it's just one of those things where, you know, they see an issue in PvP, and so they address it without really thinking about or caring about the implications in in PVE. And I, I just, it's the game has been like that for forever now, and it's just so frustrating to see that they can't really figure out how to s mitigate PvP and PVE. Although they can, they do it sometimes. I mean, they like stampede. I mean, they they no, that's modified that. I was I was just about to bring that up, and like Army of the Dead and Bloodlust and things like that. Like the technology is definitely there. I just feel like it's just a total disregard for any of the people that are actually affected by this. Um, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. Like Stampede and Army of the Dead and Bloodlust, those should be out of the picture in PvP because they're way OP. Um, but they have the technology to change tooltips and change uh, effects in a PvP environment. And long past is the time that this needed to be a change. Because there are so many other MMOs out there that can make the distinction between two abilities in a PvE and PvP environment. And so can WoW. But they just they, so far they've chosen not to. No, they haven't. All right, well, we're, we're way over time, which is fine. And I think we're going to keep moving on a little bit. But... um. You want to guys want to talk about the talents and sort of go over um, how they stand now and and when where they are because we haven't really talked too much about them yet. So, all right, silence is uh, a yes. I yeah. got delirium. <laughs> yeah, delirium. Hello? Like, take this. Hey, he's like, hey guys, hey guys, this is my section. Let me do it. <laughs> sure. All right. Here we go. So, Wyvern Sting. Uh, now has a 1.5 second cast time. I don't think many people were taking Wyvernstein anyways because we have in the same tier a uh, a nice AoE stun. Um, but this does create some problems. It basically just makes it interruptible uh, in PvP. That's I, as far as I can guess the only reason they made this change. Uh, and it came with a bunch of changes to uh, CC in general for PvP. As we already went over, Iron Hawk, no longer an aspect, but it just gives us a 10% damage reduction. I think, Solar, you mentioned maybe on uh, that other podcast, I can't remember what it's called right now, that uh, this isn't really useful in uh, PvE right now. Yeah, um, not not quite, anyway. Uh, you're, you're talking about... Um... What do you have highlighted there? Well, it it competes with so Ironhawk. It's on the it's on the tier with exhilaration, and then uh, is it Animal Bond? I think is the name of the, the talent. And and Bendek, yeah. you you mentioned too that uh, that Animal Bond seemed like the way to go, which isn't the case now. Miss Pandaria, I mean, I think everyone takes uh, 
aspect of the Iron Hawk if if you're raiding. I mean, for other things, not necessarily, but that doesn't seem to be the case going into Warlords. Uh, well, uh, yeah, what you, what you were saying was I just thought it was interesting because now as it stands in MOP, it's 15% reduced damage uh, reduction. And now in WAD, it's only 10% reduced damage reduction. And um, what I was talking about, I was actually pugging one of the, uh, it was back when they were doing the heroic, but not the mythic, but the heroic raid texting. Uh, I was pugging with a group. And I was having a conversation about one of the healers with which did you prefer? Did, do you prefer a uh, static um, damage reduction? Like, would you rather me take, if, uh, if a thousand damage came at me, would you rather me take 900 damage or would you rather me take the full 100 but be able to heal it up in two seconds? Um, and he, he, uh, he was a strong believer of the uh, just the taking the 900 damage as with the Iron Hawk. And I, and I tend to agree with that. I think that's a safer route to, to, to take. Um, and not often does Spirit Bond ever really trump over that. The only example I could ever think of was Malfrock, when uh, the Spirit Bond ticks could actually start to reaccumulate your shield. Uh, and that was kind of a big deal. Um, but, I mean, outside of that, I don't really think Spirit Bond ever uh, makes uh, a, a raiding debut, honestly. Um, in solo, it's uh, necessary. But um, outside of that, I, don't, I still feel like the 10% is kind of... Um, Kind of important, even though it's not fifteen percent. Well, I think the reason it was viewed as as better this and warlords is because you you're supposed to be spending more time below a hundred percent health now. So theoretically, you'll actually be benefiting from those heals a lot more often. You know. Yeah, and and you're totally right about that. I I have seen the damage as it stands in warlord, um, but. I I still I don't know I mean is this where I'm someone else chime in here that's a little bit better with numbers than I am I mean wouldn't you always prefer to take less of a hit than heal it back up I mean isn't this kind of the argument between disc priest and holy priest all the time would you rather want to absorb or would you rather want to get the heals in just a second um and I and I just don't have the answer to that because I I don't really take a look at the healing side of things very often I mean how would your healers rather handle the damage onto you. Yeah, I don't know. I just I just know a lot of people that are excited about Lone Wolf. They really don't like not having Spirit Bond. They just I don't know. A lot of people right now seem to view it as Iron Hawk is inferior. I don't know. I don't know the numbers either. That's just what I'm hearing. You mean by taking Lone Wolf not being able to use Spirit Bond? Yeah, people are just yeah. uh they it's a really strong talent. They just they want to have that option. Yeah. Like I guess the one thing like I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go, go, go. That's one thing I think we should just talk about later with Lone Wolf, but I think you should just be able to use, like, at least a majority of the abilities that unfortunately are required a pet, but they, they literally have been done zero to compensate for it, so. Hmm. Yeah, well, I, know, I mean, I'm surprised one taking, I mean, with glyphs I've seen this, but it, I've never seen a talent where you take a talent and another talent has become excluded because of that choice. You know, yeah, that seems like strange. bad design. How strange. Yeah, very bad. I, I, I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but it just seems like pretty poor design. At least when you pick Lone Wolf, make that talent do something different. You know, Don't make it completely cookie cutter, I suppose. Totally. Yeah, because I think the one thing everyone sort of agrees on is that exhilaration is about as worthless this time around as it was last time. <laughs> Can they just get rid of it now? Please make it something more useful than exhilaration because, oh my gosh, when was the last time you ever, ever thought about touching exhilaration? 
maybe yeah. back when we had readiness and it reset it, I thought, and you could use yeah. it back to back to get a bigger heel. But that was yeah. about the last last time I think it was ever useless. Yeah, it's like the new Lynx Rush. <laughs> yeah, so going on to uh, the next tier up, we've got Fervor being replaced by Steady Focus. And this isn't your grandpa's Steady Focus from currently MM. Uh, this is just using two steady shots or cobra shots twice in a row. And I think this, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but this also applies to one focusing shot if you choose that talent. Um, and that increases your focus generation by 50% for 10 seconds. This one seems like it's not too bad to me in the early stages of the X-Pack uh, when we're kind of low on haste and low on focus regen. But uh, once, it, once we get a little bit further, I'm seeing a lot of trouble with... Um, using two steady shots every 10 seconds, that takes up a lot of your 10 seconds. And it doesn't seem like that's going to be completely viable going forward. I don't know if anybody else has counter thoughts on that. I think that brings up a good point, honestly. Because, I mean, with the haste that we have, I mean, now, I mean, I don't think any of the specs are going to be stacking haste for Wad yet anyway. But, I mean, focus regen is not really an issue. But, I mean, at the start of an expansion, totally. Um you're saying this trumps in pretty much most of the gear uh, for the first tier, but if we scale up the item level, we start to prefer maybe uh, Dire Beast or, I mean, yeah, or Thrill even? Yeah, I'm not sure if it necessarily even trumps anything right now. It's just viable right now, whereas later on it won't be viable to use two steady shots every, and that's 30% of your GCD is taken up by steady shots, and it just won't be acceptable at higher uh, gear levels, I think. Yeah, yeah, I'm not we all, we all, oh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. I, I, I really liked Fervor. I mean, at least for when I play Survival and Mist, I used to love using that talent. Yeah, Fervor was strong. I mean, the on-demand focus was definitely a big deal. I mean, I remember using that on Garrosh to, like, right before we transitioned up into the ad room, you know, to be able to burst hard on the ads. And, I mean, Fervor gave you, I mean, most of the time you just, most of the time you just use it on a cooldown. But being able to hold it for something special was always a big deal, like, or even for like that one really weird month where I was on the engineer duty and I had to go run over with our rogues to go kill the engineers. Guess who was saving his fervor for that? I was. <laughs> so, I mean, the on-demand focus was awesome, but the steady focus is, I mean, it's okay. I don't think it's a bad, I, I don't think it's bad. And I mean, it's, it's certainly if it helps us at the start of the tier because our focus regen isn't that good, I'm totally down for this. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think Hi. Artemis, you had a suggestion for fervor as an SV cooldown. Yeah, or even like replace Dire Beast out of like the talent tree for Marksman Survival and make that only visible for BM and just put Fervor there or something. I don't know. I feel like it's BM, I'd want it to, but they really like Dire Beast, so. Yeah, and I have to admit, Dire Beast I... is kind of cool. It's been nerfed uh, currently. I think Bindak <laughs> actually found this and put it on his site before it was even in the patch notes, but from five focus every uh, melee that the Dire Beast does to two focus. And that's, that's going to make it considerably less focus regen to where it's more of a just a DPS thing for Beast Mastery Hunters. Um, but it's still cool to see the Dire Beast, I think. It, 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 well, visually, it's a fun ability, especially if you're just out questing or whatever, and you're going into the different, different zones, and it chooses a pet, you know, uh, that you might find in that zone. I mean, there's some cool models. There's some giant ones when you go to Draenor. I mean, you get Elix and Kleftos and things that are just ginormous. So it's fun. It's just a question of, you know, how useful is it outside of that? I don't know. Did they ever give an explanation as to why they 
they felt the need to drop the focus regen down on that. They've been so in the dark about like all the hunter stuff that's been happening, like the nerfs so, to uh, survival scaling and that. So no, we don't know. We're honestly not getting a lot of feedback, which is tremendously frustrating. I feel like when we've been providing so much, the community as a whole has, and we've just been hearing so little. Like we have to really, I mean, really press them almost to where I'd say borderline attack them on Twitter just to get one response for something that we're curious about. And then they go dark again. So it's rough, man. But we'll hang in there, right? Right. We'll fight. Yeah. We'll fight. Yeah, so to go along with the Dire Beast nerf and the Steady Focus, which is really a nerf as far as focus regen compared to Fervor, uh, Thrill of the Hunt has also been nerfed a little bit. What you're now getting, the tooltip says 6% chance per 10 focus spent. That's a little bit uh, misleading. It's not like you get 6% chance for every 10 and it's cut off at 10 focus amounts. It's uh, actually just if you take the focus cost times 0.6, you'll get your chance to uh, to get the uh, Thrill of the Hunt proc. But then that's still working the same way as it's a minus 20 and it's it still seems pretty powerful. I don't know if you guys all agree, but this is still, especially for marksmanship with that really expensive aim shot spam, uh, this is still a, turning out to be a really beneficial talent. It's beneficial for marksmen and BM because a lot of their focus costs, their signatures and everything costs a high amount of focus while survival is pretty low in numbers there. I feel like the proc rate on Thrill of the Hunt for survival is obviously not going to have a bigger or as much of an uptime as marksmen or BM will have if they pick it. Yeah, and I've kind of had a similar problem trying to find an, a talent from this tier that's really working well for survival with the explosive shot spam that we're kind of doing with the, especially with the, um, is it the two piece set bonus from tier 17? We're getting a lot more LNL uh, lock and load spam. And that makes steady focus not work really well. Dire Beast has just never been that great for survival, especially yeah, now that it's so. only two focus. Uh, you know, it doesn't. We don't have that mastery benefit that Beast Mastery has. Um, so that kind of just leaves Thrill of the Hunt, and there's not really that much going on there because you don't have a lot of chance to proc it. Uh, there's not a lot of high focus costs. What? Yeah, are you saying survival's getting the short end of the stick? <laughs> what? Celestalon didn't play it when he did his event, so he's not going to, you know, they're not going to buff yeah. it. You know, I remember when we were all voting for that, Celestalon's going to play a ranged whatever. Uh, we all wanted to play a Marksman Hunter. Right, because Marksman was just how Marksman accepted. turned out, yeah. <laughs> uh. Shit, boys, we should have picked a different spec. If only we could have voted for both. <laughs> Switch halfway through the dungeon, Celestalon. Yeah, it was really weird when he was playing Barrage, single target, and... He's like, I just like how it feels, you know? It just feels cool. So let's buff it to make it work for a single target. Oh, I've always, I just thought animation-wise that the visuals on Barrage were, were kind of fun. I've always enjoyed using it. I've had issues, especially uh, the trash before uh, Dark Shamans. I mean, I haven't really been able, I've had issues using it there where, you know, because it just seems to be randomly, the, the it's not like multi-shot. I always wish that the, the effect would be like multi-shot in terms of what it hit, but it's not. And so it'll, You'll see a stray, you know, bullet or arrow fly off to the right or left, and next thing you know, you've pulled another pack of trash that you didn't intend to. This is why you keep buying feign death, dude. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just misdirect the priest. Yep. Yeah, I don't know if any of you do LFR, but that LFR troll with barrage is just amazing. You're giving me bad ideas.
Let's hope there's only hunters listening right now. All oh, right, it move. should be been noted too about Thrill of the Hunt. It got a new visual uh, this time around. They've they've updated it, so that that's kind of nice. So you have a sorry. A, I I don't want to skip over Thrill just yet. I forgot to mention one thing. Um, it works really really well with marksmen, like fantastically well, especially with the tier bonus this time around, and then plus the uh, perk that also returns focus on a crit. You can often get many very cheap to free aim shots with this, and it makes the opener beautiful because you're just spamming aim shots almost. And then even then, as you as you even continue on with the fight, it's not going to be as much, but the but the proc rate on both the tier and the um, perk is still going to be relatively high, or at least much better than what you would expect. And you actually get a lot of mileage from Thrill playing Marksman and using those aim shot spam. It, I actually quite enjoy it. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. When I was testing marksmanship with the tier bonuses, uh, aim shot while careful aim is up actually turns into a, um, a focus generating shot. You end up with five more than you had before if thrill of the hunt is up, and so that just totally changes your uh, your rotation. You know, all you have to do is hit aim shot, and you know maybe use chimera shot on cooldown just to uh, spin some focus because otherwise you're going to be capped. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and and Bendik, you've done a good job. You've uh, actually somewhere on your site you've listed out the uh, proc chance per ability for for each of the the specs for all the abilities, which was handy to see. Yeah, and uh, like if if you have Thrill of the Hunt up, obviously the proc chance goes down quite a bit, which is yeah, I, I don't know. That's why it's, it's the best for marksmanship, I think, because the the shots are so high cost in the first place. So you got lots of procs. Yeah, so I guess moving on, unless anybody else has something on Thrill of the Hunt. Uh, <laughs> we, I like it. Yeah, God. I think everyone likes it. That seems like a, a good talent. <laughs> good. All right, so we've got Lynx Rush is gone. Um, I feel like it's actually been gone since it was originally nerfed in <laughs> 5.0. So, so there's not really anything to say there. Uh, Stampede is a new talent, I Sure, everyone has heard this already, but in case you haven't, it's a level 75 talent that's replacing Lynx Rush. And so that's not going to be the baseline. What was it? Level 87 that we got it as our huge cooldown. Um, yep. So that's going to be a talent choice. As far as my testing, it's come out well below a murder of crows. I don't know if anybody else has uh, done much damage testing on it, but I'm not getting a lot from it. Any of you who play Beast Mastery more maybe have something to say? Three emer uh three amox will be much better than um one stampede yeah. by far. And I say that because uh, going on that topic actually, murder crow changes happened during the Celestalon play with the blue event. After that he made a big hunter blog and we all pretty much saw that. Murder crows actually got changed where the C D is now just a minute, but it's like duration was cut in half or something like that in um, if a target dies with a dot up, it like resets the CD of it. So it's still more valuable to use than Stampede by far because of the minute duration now. And it's kind of silly that Stampede still has a five minute cooldown and yeah, you have a passive on the same tier and a one minute CD. It just, I don't think it's see almost Stampede. like they don't know what they're doing. Whoa. I mean, I just don't see Stampede being like that useful unless the fight's going to be like three minutes long yeah but i i kind of like murder of crows uh it's it's an interesting gameplay mechanic we haven't really often seen before it's kind of like this dot gameplay right like uh so what it is now it's got a one minute cooldown and it costs 30 focus 
And like Artemis said, if the target dies while it's up, the cooldown is reset. So what you kind of want to do is try and juggle if there's like adds or a uh, certain cleave going on. You kind of want to juggle keeping up Murder of Crows at 100% uptime, but at the same time getting the most bang for your buck. Like putting it up for that uh, duration, but not having it fall off too early. Even though it will reset, you still want to get the most mileage from it possible. So it's kind of an interesting dot play that we have never really experienced before. And it's kind of exciting, actually. So, so the question I have then is: it, Is it still good though for like a single target fighter situation where maybe you you don't have a lot of ads going on? Is it still going to be worth taking then, or do you want yes. to have it for like a multi-ad fight? Okay, it, it will be viable for single target. And like I said, three murder crow duration, so that's three minutes, three amox. It'll still be more damage than a single stampede, which is a five-minute CD. Yeah, and really now that it's broken up, so it's still the same duration overall and the same focus cost overall but it's broken into 30 focus and half duration kind of segments so it's just much more manageable to be able to use this with a with your normal rotation you're not risking missing an important shot like you're not risking missing your chimera shot or your kill command if you use it has anyone tested this with uh over blink strikes is this uh viable for beast mastery or will you have to take blink strikes still Blank strikes will probably always be better for Beast Mastery. Um, unless Murder Crows is like doing crazy numbers for BM, and I'm just like totally not seeing that. But when, because that goes down further in the line of picking adaption as well, like Blink strikes and adaption has worked uh, very, very nicely together. Yeah, Maybe and it does on have multi target fights that could be an option. I, I just don't see that happening though. It does have the benefit of on being, um, you know, kind of stacking your damage as a cooldown. Since if you have a fight like Nazgrim, I could imagine using Murder of Crows, even over something like Stampede, because it'd be too long of a cooldown without the CDR trinket. But a Murder of Crows is going to work on those damage-intense phases. At least that would be my hope, that there would be some chance to use it as uh, BM. Yeah, I, I really hope it'll be useful for BM, Oh, I'll have to do more tests on it, but I just think blank strikes with the passive, another button you don't have to press is BM. Um, Definitely. Yeah, it's just it's better to take it because it benefits BM obviously a lot more than like survival or marksman will, especially when most talk. of them are gonna pick up lone wolf. So. Yeah, I mean blank strikes is affected by all three of your secondary stats, so I mean big deal. Blank strikes has always been pretty popping for BM hunters. Yeah, and so our, our next huge change in the talent tree is Barrage, which now has a 60 focus cost and is available every 20 seconds, uh, 20 second CD on Barrage. And it's now doing uh, basically 960% of your weapon damage, or it's doing 16 auto shots that are 0.6 damage of your auto shot, which is pretty freaking powerful. Um, I don't know how many people have tried it with the rotations. It's working great with BM, I've found, because you can use it at the end of Bestial Wrath and get a half-cost barrage. Yep. I don't have any of you guys tried that. Yeah, and I, I, sometimes, I, mean, I even do it on live when I opt to take for the um, barrage. Like I do that for Garrosh every now and then just because I'm bored. But yeah, like using it on the tail end of your uh, Bestial Wrath and also riding that Brutal Kinship, 20% uh, increased damage is pretty awesome. But the reduced cost is a big deal. Um, and I don't know, I mean, how often we're going to be able to fit it in our 
uh, Beast of Wrath, I think you should save it so that you can if it's coming off a of cooldown soon, and so is your Beast of Wrath. But I've actually kind of, I mean, not necessarily struggled, but found it sort of hard to get used to um, Beast Mastery with 40 focus uh, cost kill command and then this uh, 60 focus cost barrage. It's, they're kind of expensive. So in, if like uh, if Beastial Wrath isn't anywhere close to being up and you're just doing your normal rotation and you're using barrage in, and it's coming off of cooldown in like maybe 7 or 8 seconds, if you kill command and then like do two Cobras and an Arcane, and then kill command again because obviously priority. You're not going to have enough focus for barrage unless you really pull. And and by doing that, you almost have to do kill command, spam cobras, kill command, and then you'll be able to barrage. Like using any focus expending shots during that time period is going to cause you to not have enough focus for your barrage. And then and then you know by doing so, delaying it. Um, so that's been something I've kind of had to get used to, honestly, was just getting used to that high focus cost barrage in the middle of your in the middle of your BM rotation. And then AOE gets uh, very, very more intricate with barrage being a 60 focus now too, and trying to maintain that beast cleave buff and figuring out when to use your we when to weave kill commands in there too. It's it's fun. Yeah, yeah, that's why I haven't really gotten my spreadsheet fixed yet, but uh, AOE is going to be a lot of work to figure out a priority because Barrage is just so powerful. And it's the obvious choice for burst AOE, like what we have in as it Shaw of Pride right now. You know, those intense burst, quick kill, all these ads, Barrage will be great. But on fights where it's sustained AOE, I don't know how we're going to uh, manage using multi-shot and, you know, if you're trying to keep Beast Cleave up, you're using these expensive multi-shots and then trying to get Barrage in there, it's going to be pretty tough. Might be worth opting to try for Toth to make that a lot less, uh, you know, expensive multi-shots. I don't know. It's a possibility, maybe. We'll see. But, I mean, you want cheaper multi-shots for sure, and if, like, it's a heavy AoE encounter, although I can't say that they're a whole lot so far, maybe next year. Yeah, uh, Thrill of the Hunt could be a definite possibility for, you know, making that transition into single target to aoe a lot easier well i think visually it's always been one of my favorite abilities so we'll we'll see it's nice to see something get buffed for a change if nothing else <laughs> also that focus cost all right well that pretty much those are those that covers all the the talent changes we're seeing everything else is pretty much the same as it was before um what happens when we hit level 100 are there talents we there are talents. No, we hadn't talked about this because we we're sort of going to focus on just what we're getting right in 6.0. But if we want to, we can dive into that a little bit if you guys want. I like some of those talents. Yeah, uh, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about those talents. Sounds like Artemis volunteered. Yes. Did I? Um, you did. Only if someone gets me coffee, I'm tired. Um, so, talents, level 100. Um, Marks, all specs get to see two of the choices. Um, the third talent choice, obviously, Survival Marksman has Lone Wolf, where they can sacrifice a pet for single target casted or uh, signature shot gains. And I say that because it used to be a passive like 30% damage increase across the board. And then they're like, nah, we're going to make it specific spells, so you guys don't abuse it and whatever. But um, we have Focusing Shot, which is a standstill ability that basically costs about two seconds to cast and regenerates about double the focus of... Um, how much focus did it get you back? Like 
60, 50. I don't It's 50, I believe. I think yeah, you get 50, 50 back from focusing shot. Um, so there's a lot of weird incentives as to why you would want to pick that. And it, it feels very weird for any other rotation except for Marksman because you're used to like maybe spamming two Cobra shots to get your focus gains back. But with this, you only have to hit it once, but you sacrifice you know, two seconds of fair movement and um, the focus regen's a little wonky. And the last talent to look at is going to be exotic ammunitions where you get to pick one of three, uh, uh, I would say, abilities that change your auto shots into a certain effect. It, there's a poison ammo, which gives you uh, your auto shots and nature staying on the target. There is incinerary ammo, which does like a cleave around all the other targets with your auto shots. And then there's frost ammo, which does like a little bit of single target damage and slows the target by about 50%. So you guys want to dabble into that for a bit? Well, uh, yeah, and forget... I... No, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, don't forget that all scales with mastery. So like maybe we'll see six, uh, all of those, um, what is it, incendiary shot and the poison ammo shot make a comeback later on in the expansion because we've gotten a lot more mastery. Uh, we'll see what happens, but that's the only case I could ever see of that ever making a comeback because it's really not that good right now. Yeah, I think um, with how little auto shots are being casted with the low haze cap that we have right now, beginning of 6.0, you're also not getting a big benefit from the damage boost you should be getting, I guess, to say from the in, the ammos. For example, the poison arrow only ticks like every three seconds something really kind of slow like that compared to like Serpent Sting being like every two seconds. So it's not really that much of a DPS gain right now. So, At least so does that, to Lone Wolf. Yeah. So does that mean then if you're, you're a marksmanship or survival, you're, you're really going to want to look at focusing shot? I mean, is that as a talent, as a go-to talent then? Actually Lone Wolf. For, for both. Um, yeah, for for yeah. marksman and survival, lone wolf has been kind of a lot more desirable than focusing shot has. Focusing shot, while it kind of uh, speaks to the very turdy nature of marksman, you know, trying to stand still as often as you can, you can't cast focusing shot on the move. Um, that it, it kind of they kind of works well together, but the sack, sacking your pet and getting that thirty percent increased damage on those abilities has kind of been what's trumping so far, anyway. Um, yeah. Besides the focus region, um, again, it's really clunky gameplay with it, so yeah, it will yeah. take more getting used to. Um, in a raiding environment, though, you sacrifice your core thing that makes a hunter a hunter, though, and that's your movement ability. So the fact that you don't get a lot of damage return out of it and you don't get to move kind of makes it a weaker talent choice, even though it has a, kind of a cool idea to it, you know? But I don't see it being that useful for raiding environments, and I don't see it being useful at all for PvP. Yeah, I was. I think I said before I don't have all my AOE spreadsheets done, but I do think focusing shots gonna make a return for AOE just because it's such a huge chunk of focus. It's gonna make more of the barrage or spamming multi shot a bit more possible. And thrill, or I'm sorry, uh, lone wolf isn't really benefiting AOE right now. Um, but yeah, it's not a single target, especially for marksmen. The buff to Chimera shot, uh, coupled with your uh, tier bonuses, is just ridiculous. So you're seeing those, you know, the 30% with all those automatic crits during uh, rapid fire. 
is becoming 60% bonus and, and it's just too much to, uh, to disregard or to want to use focusing shot instead. And how much skill are we talking about though for Lone Wolf to be able to pull that off? I mean, if you're not dead on with your rotation, I mean, how much are you, are you hurting yourself or, or is it going to sort of even out regardless of whether you take like say focusing shot? In other words, that's not going to, not going to help you. <laughs> I think it'll even out um, just because it's affecting all your signatures. And even if you're not the best at your class, you at least know when to hit like your buttons that glow, for example, mm-hmm. at survival. So you do get the beneficial gain from that. Another thing to note about Lone Wolf is you do get to pick between one of seven raid buffs out of it. So if you're worried about not bringing that sport bat to the group, well, you can still bring the haste. Yeah, then, I don't I don't see there being much of a uh, skill cap difference. Um, maybe Lone Wolf is actually a little bit easier than Focusing Shot because it's really hard to do Focusing Shot and get your signature shot on exactly on cooldown. Um, it's a lot more work than Hunters have had to do for the last couple expansions, at least. I feel like you risk a little bit of um, an overlap, I guess, with your, yeah, like based on what you say, like your signature shots with, the focusing shot mechanic because it is a very long cast and you can't really move. I mean, I guess you can jump to cancel it, but it's just so much easier to just click on like one Cobra shot and possibly have enough focus for your signature shot. If you're like having an issue with uh, focus pulling for some reason, you know, you panic to hit the wrong button. Uh, I don't think focusing shots very forgiving on rotationary errors. And again, for marksmanship, because we have this huge RNG factor with the uh, crits on aimed shots, you really have no idea how much focus you're going to have at the end of an aimed shot, because it's you know you'll either return 35 or 20 or none out of your 50, uh, depending on your tier bonuses too and the uh, thrill of the hunt. And so it's really a lot of question. Like probably you can get on that aimed shot if it's going to crit, but maybe it won't, and then you won't have enough for your chimera shot. And if you try to do a focusing shot, you'll have to delay your chimera shot. Um, but if you have focusing shot and you do an aim shot and it doesn't crit, then you have to delay it another three seconds or 2.66 seconds. And it just turns up being kind of a mess with so much RNG factor. And then of course, Beast Mastery, I think you're just going to go with the uh, adaptation, correct? I mean, there'd be no need for them not to do that. Yeah, it's, it's very strong for Beast Mastery. Yeah. Very, 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 very strong. And I think what people miss on that, because I mean, people look at it and say, and what makes it strong though, isn't even the additional abilities. I mean, that that's kind of nice to have, but not all of those are necessarily rage abilities. It's that combat experience, which really, uh, it's that whopping 80% damage increases. Yeah. That's Ooh. where the benefit comes from. And a lot of people don't, don't necessarily realize that I've gotten a couple questions about that. It's like, why, why is adaptation so good? And it's like, well, it's not all those extra abilities. It's the, like you said, the the big damage bonus that your pet gets. And that is affecting Beast Cleave, correct? Uh, yeah, it's yeah. pet damage. So it, it, it didn't, right, and Blink Strike. So that's why I said earlier that they both work really well together because they both benefit from one another. And yes, Beast Cleave does work with it. There's, um, it's just a buff on your pet. So you basically, your pet goes buck wild and... There's no damage penalty out of it like Marksman Survival get for picking the talent for AoE. All right. Well, those are the level 100 talents, and we won't be able to get those until Warlords of Draenor actually comes out. We get to level 100, but uh, you'll be able to read them, see them in game, and just like just 
want them, <laughs> but you'll have to wait for the actual expansion. So not not in 6.0. But did we want to just do a quick overview again, uh, talk a little more about the specs and then maybe do dive into the Q&A and call it a show here? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. So if we can give like maybe broad impressions on how we feel about the specs as they currently stand, then we'll take some listener questions and then uh, boogie on out of here. I think that yeah. sounds like a great idea. How broad are we talking about? Like we just go, hey, Martian, One word. yay, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Awesome sucks. Awesome. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, any, any closing Whoa. thoughts? Any, any parting words to give to the hunter community uh, as of today on these specs? I think now is a good time to voice those uh, concerns or opinions or anything uh, like that. Can we start a website? Carsandpeacelinksrush.com, please. I really am going to miss the talent. Um, I really am sad they're removing it. It was a very strong DPS gain in MOP, and I I don't know why they have to get rid of Links Rush. I'm just I'm heartbroken. So I don't know. Links for us too strong. I miss Fervor though. I miss Fervor. But yeah, I mean, I guess going back to, uh, I, I like Beast Mastery because overall it's remained the same and it feels pretty good. Marksmanship is super fun. It's like incredibly high damage right now. I don't think that will change. I'm kind of dissatisfied with the uh, only three second window of opportunity to be able to move to your location before you're losing out on your mastery uptime. But with Thrill of the Hunt and being able to spam those aim shots, Marksmanship honestly kind of almost feels like it really should be. I would r almost risk saying that. Uh, and then survival in one word is just boo. So everything about survival is kind of garbage. So, I mean, those are my parting thoughts anyway. All right. Delirium? Yeah, you know, I've, I really like for marksmanship the uh, rapid fire change. Adding in careful aim to affect uh, rapid fire is an amazing cooldown. And it's really fun. I wish it weren't so slow, uh, even though I just said rapid. It's uh, it's just you know slow casting kind of spec now, uh, like a wizard or something. Survival, gosh, it needs a cooldown or an execute or both. I, you know that's all everybody said all day about survival, but that's kind of all there is to say. Um, and BM, I don't mind. You know it's. It's kind of similar. Could use some uh, DPS gains in the single target area, but it's uh, feel all right, I guess. And Bendek, what are your thoughts? Um, I like I like BM still. Uh, aside from some of the single target numbers, I don't know. It's, it's still my favorite spec. Marksmanship, yeah, it's okay. I'll probably end up playing it just because I'd I'd be giving up so much damage if I didn't. And survival is just. I'm sorry, it's just crappy right now. It's just not good. Cool. Yeah, well, for me, I, I, I tend to agree. I, I, well, I'd like to see BM's numbers be brought on in line with, with marksmanship, if that's even possible, only because I like the spec. I think they did a good job with the, the pruning. I won't miss, you know, Serpent Sting from, from that spec. And I also look forward to, to that spec with the two-piece Tier 17 bonus where the Kill Command has a chance to to reset the CD on Bestial Wrath, uh, just initial testing of that. Uh, a lot of fun. So we'll have to see what the final percentages work out for that. Marksmanship, uh, like you said, I'll probably play it if it looks like it's going to be sim out to be the top DPS spec. Although I can't say that I'm too excited about Lone Wolf uh, maybe being the, the talent choice at level 100. I've always been a big fan of the pets. I like playing with the pets, so um, don't know how much I'll enjoy that. In survival, like I said, just looks to be a almost a dead spec right now. Um, 
it, it really needs some love, which is too bad because I don't know that it started out that way. It seemed pretty strong early on in PvP, at least according to the devs, um, and was looking to be a pretty, pretty good spec. But now it really needs some some love. So I think that one, we may just sit this one out for, for that. But uh, that's kind of where I stand on, on the three specs right now. Yeah, you know, one more thought on Beast Mastery, even though I already did my turn. Uh, I am a little disappointed to see uh, Rabbit go. I liked that there was uh, a need in BM to have more control over your pet, even though as survival or marksman, you might just uh, not worry about your pet's cooldowns or anything like that. In Beast Mastery, you really needed to pay attention and stack that and do things like that. So it's sad to see a little bit of that control over your pet go or the need to pay attention to your pet go. Since we we're all so happy about BM, I had to be negative. Dare you. All right. Well, why don't we dive? We do have some some listener Q&A, actually, some, some from folks in the chat room. Why don't we run through through some of these and uh, see if we can't answer some questions here? Uh, who wants to read? Bendek, you want to read the first one from Sargeric? Okay. Sargeric asks, will haste affect your cast speed with MM? Yes. <laughs> yes. Easily, yeah. I mean, haste is always going to affect your, uh, reduce your uh, cast times as well as you know your auto shots, and yeah, haste is totally going to reduce uh, focusing shot, steady shot, aim shot, anything with the cast time. You know, haste is there to help you. So and barrage, and barrage. That's right. And but the question is though, where where does haste then fall as a priority? Certainly for for marksmanship, is is it high up there, or is it still just going to be you're going to get it wherever you can without necessarily going out of your way to get it probably uh, i'm not sure if we've decided if there's a haste plateau yet i think the crit is still valuable and you're getting that return focus from those aim shots i think we're still pretty heavily invested in looking at that enhanced perk right there i'm not sure if we've looked at plateaus for a while actually yeah, from what I've seen of testing scaling, uh, haste is still pretty low. You're not getting enough extra shots by shortening the length, or at least for the amount of haste it takes to shorten the length of your shots considerably. Uh, you're not getting enough extra ones to make up for the loss of crit or multi-strike, which are pretty uh, good or good stats for MM right now. Okay. Uh, let's see. Delirium, you want to take the next one from Ragnar? I think we answered it a little bit, but I guess not everybody caught it. All right, I'm not actually sure what this is in uh, relation to, but what's the name of the add-on? Uh, well, I think this was re <laughs> this was relating to like CD tracking add-on. Yeah. So we were talking about aspect of the fox and how can you track what's going on with that and people. Were... Right. So the one my guild uses is called Angry Assignments. Um, and I, what's the one from Blood Legion called Artemis? Uh... Blood Legion cooldown tracker. And Solar, did you have another one you used, or just the... uh, there's Blood Legion cooldown tracker, there's the Angry Assignments one, and there used to be uh, I forgot the other one, but there's three of them out there. You can find them all on Curse, but I wish I could remember the third one. But they all do the same thing effectively. Um, so yeah, and I, and hopefully I, I'm probably almost positive Blood Legion cooldown will be updated to include aspect of the Fox tracking. So yeah, I think all three of those should do you pretty well. All right, let's see. Uh... Draxalon wants to know, do the engineering goggles count as one of the three crafted pieces? I, I believe they do, right? I believe they do as well. Um, can't really confirm it, they though. Do. They do. Okay. Okay, so yeah, so they do. And I think, Bendik, you said that the gun does not, which is awesome. 
<laughs> yeah. So you can have like four pieces crafted, basically. Okay. Uh, let's see, Artemis, do you want to take the next question? Um, Joey the Mule asks, any rare pets? Bendak, I think you have some pretty good answers for that one. Yes. Actually, in Warlords, there is no rare pets. Like, nothing that you have to camp for. Oh, but there's a special Talk quest about... for a pet. Oh, yeah. there is a special quest. There. But I'm, I, if we're talking about something like Lock and a Hack or whatever that you have to camp for, there's none of that in Warlords. But Gera, that's a huge taming quest. If you haven't looked that up, you should just Google Gera and there's videos and posts about it. It's a it's just a really long um, taming quest where you you go and talk to Gera and you can only talk to her if you uh, are in Beastmastery spec. And you have to go all across the world and collect all these items. It basically took like the, the combined forces of all the people on the Petopia forums to, to figure this thing out. It was pretty interesting. It was actually pretty fun to uh, to participate in that. Well, you were there, Dark Brew. Yeah, this was this was a lot of fun. So, uh, what Gara is basically uh, a new spirit beast coming in Warlords of Draenor. As you said, it's a sort of epic hunter quest. You have to be beast mastery, obviously, to start it. Yeah, and and trying to figure this out. I think it took us six days to finally figure out all the things that you needed to do to to tame her, and it was a combination of figuring things out in-game, and we had to make use of data-mined information as well to kind of steer us in the right direction. Uh, Muffinus, who was the dev, was no help, which is fine. We didn't need him to to tell us how to solve it. But uh, uh, like I said, Bendik, you have a great guide over at Eyes of the Beast, so it won't take you six days to do it, I don't think, once you, once you get into Warlords because you'll be able to read all about it. But it, it's fun. It's a lot of work for one you know pet for one spec of one class and and you should definitely go in and get one of these it has the purple void wolf skin uh that's what she looks like and i i say that's probably the most fun i had in the beta was was trying to figure this this mystery out yeah if there's anyone who can solve it without looking at a guide i'll just be amazed uh maybe we can feature you on the show if you do it i don't know how anyone could get through there especially without the data mined information we have this is all over Draenor is. I mean, every zone is represented with pieces, and if you're just stumbling upon these pieces, I don't know how you would uh, put it together. I mean, the first couple steps were somewhat intuitive. We were able to figure that out, but uh, I don't know how anyone would have done it without any knowledge of it, especially on the Horde side, since uh, Gareth's found in Shadowmoon Valley, which is the you know the Alliance starting area. Horde can obviously get there, but because um, I think you can probably start the quest at level 90, but there's no way a horde would have figured it out. And if you started at level 90 as Alliance and you start going through the various zones leveling, yeah, you might stumble upon some of the items you need to collect and maybe you could figure it out. But it it wouldn't have happened in six days. It would have taken uh, probably several months, I would guess, for someone to figure it out without any kind of clues or hints. But uh, yeah, so definitely check out Gara. So what else we got? Uh, Bendek, you want to take the next question? From Semi Loki asks, reroll secondaries. I saw that, but didn't fully understand. Uh, what that means is for the crafted gear for like leatherworking or engineering, you can also craft another item. And by using that item on your crafted armor piece, it'll reroll your secondary stats to two different ones. Totally random. 
Kind of like the timeless aisle pieces. And Diablo. And Diablo. And Diablo. <laughs> uh, let's see. Rye has a tangent question. Are we the only class that has a podcast in such passion? And did he, he said, yes, it's hard for people who play support classes to really get their support role as passionately. I, I think so. I think we're probably still the strongest community as far as classes go in, in World of Warcraft. Easily, by far. Yeah. I mean, most podcasts, most websites, most interaction. I mean, I think the only thing that even comes close is Druids. And they have got a podcast, and I don't know much about it, though. Um, I mean, you look at the other classes, and there really is none. I mean, the community interaction is almost restricted entirely to maybe an IRC chat and perhaps a forum. But, I mean, Hunters really do it with style, honestly. I mean, let's be real. In-game events, multiple podcasts, shows. I mean, we've got it all. Easily. Yeah. And it's been going on for a long time, too, since at least, you know, Burning Crusade, I would say that's probably when things, I don't know how much was, the, there was a hunter community in vanilla, but certainly in Burning Crusade on up, we've just been there and been doing it consistently. All right. Anyone, what's the next question? Uh, I don't know. Artemis, you want to take the next one? Oh, well, Juve, uh, Juve Milano 11 asks, Still can't tame druids in the beta. Um, you can tame a stag, but and a bear and a cat. Um, <laughs> we're getting there. Um, we're still waiting on being able to tame an orca or a seal right now. Yeah, uh, we're getting really close to combining all the pieces together. And once you have all five forms, you can collide them into a druid. <laughs> uh, it's a secret and what. <laughs> Yeah, aquatic pets would be cool, especially now. I think isn't one of the the bosses in the Brawlers Guild like a, a shark? So if they can they can do that yeah. and have you fight that thing out of water, I want an no orca reason why in a bubble. Yeah, Just in a bubble that would be awesome. <laughs> What's that? There's a fish in a bubble in the is it Jade Serpent Dungeon? Somewhere in MOP, there's a fish in a bubble you have to fight. There is the talking yeah, fish is. from yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. I want to tame a goldfish. What we need is a glyph that turns dire beasts into feral druids. <laughs> no, you're stampeding the feral druids. Oh, yes. Yeah. I've always thought this kind of fits with the last question, too, because I've always thought of druids as basically our pets, so it makes sense that they would have the second most kind of active community because they're basically a hunter pet. All right, let's see. Clipperall has a question for you, Solar, and he wants to know, how did you manage to get such a soothing voice? <laughs> Uh, um, I don't know, maybe good training. I, I, I did have tutelage of the cool train for uh, two years, but also this really weird thing happened when I was like 14 and then I don't know. So it just kind of went from there. But thanks, yeah, some of us are still waiting for that to happen. <laughs> uh, and then the final question from Goulder, he wants to know how drunk is the group right now? Well. I'm drunk on coffee. Yeah, moderate it's like, and caffeine. I'm drunk off no sleep. Yeah, I'm maybe we should do hunters. an evening. <laughs> I'm drunk on hunters. Maybe we should do an evening episode one time and get some of the dark blue wager out. But when episodes are at <laughs> seven in the morning, man, I don't know how many of us are putting that Bailey's in our coffee. So hey, I voted for 10 p.m. Eastern. You guys should know. No. So yeah. I that's on you. All right. Well, that's all the Q and A, and I think that's that's all we've got for today. So, so we should we call it a show here? 
hit head to the so. outro. All right. Well, you have been listening to episode 201 of the Hunting Party Podcast. I'm Dark Brew from thebrewhall.com and the Brew Hall on Twitter. I'm Artemis Hal from thewarcrafthuntersunion.com, and I'm also on Twitter at Artemis Hal, and I'm Raw in Blood Legion. And I'm Solar Flare from the J.J. Abrams movies. That's my outro quote. <laughs> I love that. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> or the lens flare? Is that over? The lens flare. Yep. Lens that, that's flare. A, that's I'm in all of J.J. Abrams movies, you guys. Just look for me in the cameos. Don't worry. You're so famous. Uh, I am famous. Uh, I'm Delirium from thrillofthewild.com, and you can find me on Twitter at Delirium Hunts. And I'm Bendak from eyesofthebeast.com and Bendak Wow on Twitter. Oh, whoopsies. I'm, I'm the underscore solar flare on Twitter. That's where I'm at. Sorry, I didn't know what we're doing that. All right. And you guys can check us out on iTunes. We're going to be on YouTube, Stitcher. We'll have an RSS feed uh, for your reader. So we'll, we'll pull out all that information in the show notes. But there's going to be lots of ways you can uh, find us and, and listen to us if you can't listen to us live. Yep, and that's my cue to start talking. So if you, have, if you have a question or topic you would like us to discuss on the show, email us at huntingpartypodcast at gmail.com or send us a tweet at huntingpartypod. Cool. All right. And stay thirsty, my friends. And remember to drink your dark brew lager. Uh, I'm Solar Flare, the styling, profiling, limousine riding, jet flying, kiss stealing, wheeling, dealing, son of a gun. And I don't know where that came from, but it's in my show notes. Remember to always heed the thrill of the wild. Keep your eyes on the beast. Don't forget to pay your dues. Life stealer. That's just the cost of being awesome song. Sapphiron, Lucifer, Sulphuron, Archimon, 